Bearcat Bounce Podcast. Back at it again. It's a Monday. No, it's not. It's not a Monday. It's a Tuesday. That's right. A special Tuesday edition of the BBP. A Tuesday after the long Memorial Day weekend. A Tuesday that should still be technically a day that you can take off from work Tuesday. Because, man, those Memorial Day weekends are long and they are fun-filled. But Tuesday is one of the tougher days to come back. But it's a Tuesday where we're going to be talking about Bearcat sports. Tuesday after a few more commitments for the football team. A Tuesday with the entire basketball team on campus. A, a Tuesday as well where I, I, I get to bring guys in that we normally talk to on Mondays. But because of what happened this past weekend, we pushed it to Tuesday. But we're never ever gonna not bring you guys live discussion that's right my boys my guys pals aaron smith chad brendel and ryan royer gentlemen how are we i'm well, ryan how you doing ryan ryan, ryan how are bueller? we bueller bueller ryan will huh. be here shortly ryan will be here shortly but chad <laughs> sir sir how are we how was the long weekend i know you were traveling you were all around I'm I'm still in Florida. I pushed my flight back even further. I'm I, I'm saying, hey, I'll stay a little longer. Work work from here, and then <laughs> why not? But Chad, sir, how are we? I'm good. A couple of days in Memphis, a little time in uh, in Nashville with Kelly's family. Came home and went straight to a Brendel family cookout. After that, and uh, you know things are good. Things are going. Things are going great. What does a what does a Brendel family cookout entail? What kind of food are we talking? Uh, so I was out of town, so I didn't have any any hand in things yesterday. But right. my uncle, uh, whose house we were at, he and I are the cooks in the family. Uh, so he did, you know, the basics: burgers, uh, cheese mets, cheese, you know, some cheesy brats, yeah. uh, chicken thighs, boneless chicken thighs on the grill for uh, chicken sandwiches, you know, and then uh, some really good mac and cheese, some uh, baked beans, uh, a little bit of uh, smothered green beans. Have you ever had smothered green beans? Is it like cheesy? No, 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 no. So you you cook up some bacon, like, you know, right. cut up the bacon, you, you fry up some bacon, mm-hmm. and then you take the green beans and you put them in the bacon fat, you take out the bacon, you put the green beans in the fat, you okay. fry up the green beans a little bit, then you cover them with uh, chicken stock. Let okay. them go for about a half hour. Then you put some potatoes in. Let okay. potatoes go for about twenty minutes. Then you put the bacon back in, and you okay. season it all along the way, and and it cooks down, and it gives you a nice like uh, green beans and a in a gravy. Okay. Not not white people mac and cheese. It's actually good mac and cheese. Smothered green beans. How about that? Smothered green beans. It's on TikTok. You can look it up. It's delicious. What's what's dessert? Uh, they had. I didn't. I'm not a big dessert guy normally. Yeah. They had right. a a Jello pudding pie. Okay. Uh, and then they had like some pistachio pudding with pineapples. Mm. Hey, um, hey. But I did I didn't do dessert. Pudding, put put the pudding and pudding. How about that? So, like Aaron. my uncle, like when our older generation kind of you know passed away, yeah, it was handed down to us, and it's not a competition, but we both know, like you gotta, you can't come with some some bad mac and cheese because right. everybody's gonna be like, oh, the rest of the food's good, but the mac and cheese sucked. 
Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bring the heat. So it's, uh, sure. it's good. Go go Velveeta instead of Kraft is what you're saying. Okay, I, got, I mean, I got you. you know, do some uh, some like some fresh Gruyere or maybe oh, yeah. some Gouda. Yeah, get that room fired up. I, I yeah. got you. I got you. Got you. Uh, well, you know what? That's uh, that's something that we all need to be invited to next time. How about that? But Aaron, <laughs> sir, how are we? Long weekend. You got the yeah. Jordan headband on right now, baby. That's looking I good. Do. Looking yeah. good, but how are we, man? Uh, doing well. I grilled out for the holiday. Um, got the Blackstone out and threw uh, asparagus and zucchini, some dogs, some smash burgers, um, onions, and just nice little little holiday meal. Aaron, the grill master, gotta love that. Look, I can do some things on the Blackstone, and it's. I never expected to be a guy who was thrown down as far as food went. I was okay. more the guy who would eat the food. But yeah, um, right. I guess we all evolve at some point. We did. Somehow, some way, we, we evolve. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, Memorial Day weekend. It, it, it takes a lot out of me. Um, <laughs> normally, so this is the first time in, like, 16 years I didn't go to the Indianapolis 500 because my uh, nephew, his birthday falls ironically like right on memorial day weekend it, pretty much it'll be that way for the rest of my life so we'll figure out figure out what to do from there he, work. yeah exactly he he turned two uh we went to uh went to magic kingdom and disney world kind of did the whole disney thing did the uh came back here i mean back in beautiful coco and just uh having a having a little beach time now but yeah it was, it was a long weekend <laughs> when you sent that text aaron on what was that Sunday night? It was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was I, Chad. I, 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 oh, I think it was. No, it was, it. it was. Okay. I mentioned it to you. I was traveling, so you, you're the mm. one that ultimately sent. It. I did. I did the executive producer stuff. Right. Yeah. Quite did, but uh, yeah. So I was in no shape to do a Monday night BBP. There he uh, is. Kind of like this guy. Look at that. Someone got some sun. Yes, I did. Sun kissed. Look at that that <laughs> cookie golden brown. Yeah, that's a golden cookie, just like it, uh, Mr. Portnoy likes to tell. Exactly, so. Portnoy. That's that's the best way to have <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. Is is the the, the way your skin looks? You just be the way the cookie looks, though. But hey, man. Yes. What up, Ryan? How are we, man? Doing well. I got back from Cancun. Hey, hey. Last night, uh, had a nice little trip, and mm-hmm. then. Yeah, it was a good weekend. Didn't wasn't the most you know American Memorial Day weekend. I was kind of bummed, but it was still nice uh, to be in Mexico and enjoy the tropical weather. First time in Cancun. <laughs> yeah, first time out of the country. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. It was a good experience. Yeah, we were talking about that off off the uh, behind the curtains, if you will. So I, I wanted you to, to go ahead and let the listeners know. But um, so what? And though no crazy stories, or are we going to save those for later on in the pod? Or what are <laughs> what are we thinking? Uh, not a ton. I met some interesting people out there. Um, you know, it's just the classic like run into an, an old guy and he talks to you for like thirty minutes at the pool, yeah. and with crazy ass stories. He was like a detective in up in Northern California. So he's seen anything you could imagine. Um, that was, that was a, he had some interesting stuff. I don't even know if I want to devolve 
most of what he was <laughs> probably. Doing. Yeah, I, he might have um, told you. No, that wasn't, not, yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah, nothing, nothing, um, nothing crazy, you know. Just your typical, all you can eat, all you can drink. Uh, you know, you're gonna have some fun with that. So it was a good time. I mean, there's nothing better than all inclusive. I mean, yeah, they're giving us like Don Julio, Ray Posado, tequila, just as much right. as you want, and it's right. it's good. Tastes good, feels good. So. We did, we did. Kelly and I did a couple trips to Jamaica, all inclusive, and yeah. it's like if you're really going on vacation, that's the way you go on vacation. Like, yeah, you, you you do it up. <laughs> yeah, we did it up. It was fun. Me too. Yeah, I was. Uh, instead, I'm paying three times the amount of prices that damn Disney man. That that place is expensive, but. Hey, you know what? It was a it was a fun, fun long weekend. Now we're back. Daryl, I agree. Daryl Side said you missed a hell of a 500. Agreed. Um, all my friends in attendance were talking about how wild of a of a you know final few laughs it was while I was you know giving giving Mickey a big hug. So it was a little bit of FOMO, but hey, you know what? We're all here. We're all happy. So, but you know, I, there there was one thing that happened at the 500. It was a tire flew off of. Of one of the cars. I don't know if you guys saw that and went to. The I mean, that could have wiped out like three rows of people. Yeah, yeah. It, Dan Cook used to have a joke about that. Okay, I'm sure, well, it was very tasteful. I mean, it. it was, uh, you see that tire hit that woman in the face? Oh my god! That was gonna kill somebody. Yeah, I it was. Live. I, but so it, it hit a car, and then yeah. a, a news article came out. It was one of Brent's buddies' cars. No, it, it, it's okay. a lady that she's one of my neighbors. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> no, I'm I'm dead serious. I, no, I believe you. There's just always you all. It's always you know everybody in Indianapolis. So I was expecting like it, it was my mom's car or like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was my mom's car, I'd be like, "Why is your car there?" And you're here in Florida with us, but no, it was it was. Uh, I mean, the 500 is always fun. That's what takes a lot out of you, but man, I tell you what, big shout out to uh, to Robin. That's her name, Robin Matthews. Shout out. She got a new car because of the tire falling into it. So that's yeah. Uh, that's like in the, the, the did the five hundred buy her a new car? Yeah, yeah. She got like a brand new convertible. So it's uh good for her. But you know what? If if your tire falls off of your car when you're driving, uh. You probably head over to Danco Transmission and Auto Care and uh, tell tell Danco Joe, hey man, my tire flew off, hit another car. So you'd go tell that car, follow me to Danco. We'll both get fixed up. Just tell them that the BBP sent you, Chad Brandel, Ryan Royer, Aaron Smith, Bearcat Journal, and uh, he'll hook it up. Ten percent off that fixing, uh, ten dollars off of oil change. So Danco Transmission Auto Care, Danco Joe, love you, but. Guys, we are we are slowly starting to get into the dog days of summer. Two more days until beautiful June month, but the uh, there's still plenty of news. One of the bigger news points from this past week was probably the most worst kept secret, I guess you will say, outside of the the Nike and, and Jordan deal uh, apparel deal, is the fact that finally Xavier Henderson did commit to the Bearcats. Hey, Xavier, but he didn't really like commit. He kind of just, just like showed up. Like that's kind of what we were expecting. Like, 
Right. Every, all of my information said he had enrolled. He had applied for classes. He had enrolled. He's probably not going to announce. He's just going to show up. And he showed up. So good to go. Sure <laughs> enough. I, I mean, I, that's, a, that's of... your kind of kid, right, Ryan? No fanfare, no dog and pony show. Just I made my choice. I showed up to campus. I started workouts and started class. Let's get to work. Sounds like a guy who's about his business, man. That's that's I a Ryan Royer like that, type man. of guy. <laughs> it's about your business. And uh, yeah, that's good. It just shows that he's here to work. And we need guys like that in the receiver room right now. We're a little thin. So I love that. I love his mindset. I actually think it's it can, all things considered. If the top of your wide receiver room consists of Xavier Henderson, uh, D. Wiggins, Donovan Ollie, and then the, the additions you've got in the slot with a couple different guys, and mm-hmm. you've got Sterling Buckalter, and you've got Chris Scott. Like, all of a sudden, you're looking around that room and going, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it, it was a lot worse. Well, that's what, but that's my point. Like, yeah, it, it could have been a lot worse. And it turned into, you know, not bad. Yeah. Aaron Turner as well. I I, I mean, these are like the, the best receivers on their previous team all coming together on to, to one squad. So yeah, I I mean Aaron, you've been you've been following the Xavier Henderson. And, and by the way, do you think we can get with the PA announcer and and maybe just say like Henderson with the catch instead of you know, so we leave that uh oh no like hearing eggs. Xavier Xavier makes their skin crawl. Like they <laughs> like, hate that more than anything on the planet. So I want him to Xavier with the catch. Xavier okay. touchdown. Like okay. just really, really grind their gears. Lean into it. Heavy, heavy lean into yeah. it. Chad, yeah. Chad, you you can pull some strings. I'm sure you can can make sure that I they I, I know a couple of people. Yeah, yeah. There we I know go. a couple of people. There you go. Aaron, thoughts on the uh, wide receiver room now that uh, the official not announcement announcement of Xavier Henderson joining the squad. It was uh, certainly a position of need that they recognized and they took care of it. I, I don't know that you could have asked for a lot more done in this room when you got a guy who was a former top 75 when he was recruited. Uh, I think top 60 was actually where, where he was. Um, We have yet to see what, um, and don't get me wrong. Some of these guys have baggage like D Wiggins. He's had some injury history issues. Um, So you run into some of that when you're getting guys out of the portal. And and I don't think that's a a secret necessarily. Um, Cincinnati going into their first year of the big 12, they don't have a, an established presence in the big 12. So people might be a little leery to hop on board with a school that's going to um, hit the ground running in year one of the big 12, but it's much improved um, as far as what we were left with once everybody else hit the transfer portal. Uh, And truthfully, I don't think it's a giant drop off from where we were at, even with Tyler Scott and and Trey Tucker at this point. Yeah. I mean, do you guys think overall, because, you know, we're still thinking it's going to be run first, obviously, because that's what Satterfield's offenses has, have been. But, I mean, Henderson's a huge addition. And, Chad, you kind of mentioned all the other names that are in that room now. Is it going to be a bit I mean, more balanced, or are we thinking? The, the thing that's different is there's a lot more size 
this year yeah. than there was last year. I mean, yeah, Nick Mardner was was big, but um, he, he his production was inconsistent. So, you know, with Tyler and Trey, let's face it, weren't the biggest dudes. And right. with Alec Pierce off the roster, uh, they, they didn't have a lot of that, like, you know, legit outside, you know, guy that can go up and make plays over the top. Uh, and, and Wiggins is not a small dude. Henderson's not a small dude. Donovan Ali's got good size. Chris Scott's got good size. Sterling Buckhalter's got good size. So at least on the outside, like that's the difference. Now, Tyler Scott is a top 100, you know, draft pick like level guy. Right. So, and, and Trey Tucker, top 100 draft pick level guy. So uh, you do have to replace two guys that were super effective. But um, you are going to have some bigger targets on the outside for uh, presumably Emory Jones to, to look at. Well, and maybe most importantly is the fact that Xavier Henderson is a guy who has experience with Emory Jones in the past. Yeah. This is his first rodeo with Emory Jones. So I think that that's huge that the guy who is arguably your best receiver on the roster also has played in actual games with Emory Jones. Well, there's something else to that, Aaron. They were both young guys together at Florida. Sure. So, like, even when they weren't the ones, like, they were the twos. And and they were constantly throwing, <laughs> you know, connecting in practice. So I think that gives you even a, an added layer of they weren't just on the team, uh, but they did work together a lot. And as Ryan will tell you, that's it's important. Yeah, timing. I mean, you can just see how critical timing is. There's so many different times. Um, Des or Ben, like, it's just one step, one half an inch that, like, on deep balls or on comebacks. And not that they have bad timing, but just how critical it is to know your receivers. Your receivers know you. The elevation on your ball, the velocity on your ball, when you're coming out of your break, it's just so critical. And when you have a guy that knows his quarterback, like you're saying, Chad, it's – it's only going to do good things. It's not going to yep. do bad things. I think we need all the good things we can get because, you know, we might not we might have a lot of time to throw. If we were going with, like, last year, you might have to zip those balls out, so they got to have good um, anticipation of each other's thinking. So, I uh, I, I mean, I'm, I think it's the best – one of the best hauls we've got, uh, best pickup, I should say, that we've got. Yeah, and, he's and a it's producer. completely necessary. Completely yes. necessary to cap it off with a little – a little cherry on top. Yeah, yep. for sure. And I, I mean, for me as well, and, you know, you mentioned Henderson having the experience with Emory Jones. It's kind of funny because you saw Emory Jones posted a video of him throwing a, a touchdown to, uh, to Henderson in a game at USF. So goodbye USF. Good to see you. But um, it was funny to see that. And then I did a little like Twitter name search, obviously after Henderson finally was making it official. And, and there's a video of like back in, the prep days at, at some camp, Evan Prater throwing a deep ball to Xavier Henderson. So it's, it's kind of funny just seeing all these different connections, but yeah, a, a huge addition. Chad, what do you think about this, this question from Matt? Do I think UConn transfer is the starter in the slot? Uh, Aaron, what do you predict my answer will be to this question? Ask me when I've seen camp. I haven't seen the UConn transfer play in actual football games that mean something when you're not on a team that's independent and barely a division one school. Come on. Man. But he does have your first name, Aaron. 
That's a good name. That doesn't, I mean, maybe his parents also didn't know what to name him, so they picked out the first name in the book because that's what happened with my parents. Aaron Ardvark. <laughs> that's really how you were named. That's really how it was. Just open the book, first name in the book. That's what the kids... Well, they, they were arguing about it, and they didn't. They couldn't figure it out, and they opened the book, first name in the book, boom! A, A, Rob. explains so much. Explains so much. Um, when I see him play, I will let you. You guys know, like I, I, I answer this every time I haven't seen somebody play in person. I, I have to. Why do you think I went to the Nike EYBL this weekend? So I could take the guys that were at the top of UC's recruiting radar and get my eyes on them and get a look at them. And kind of, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta feel the merchandise. You can't just look at it and buy it. You gotta, you gotta. Get a hold of it. And, a lot of online uh, shoppers these days, though, Chad. Man, you know, gotta... I do. I dabble a little in online shopping, but it's something that you know. It, it yeah. better be like a product that I I have faith in or I have some experience with right. before I run yeah. and order it online, or something that it doesn't matter. Like you know, you're buying some bath towels, there or you know, dish towels. Like they're just dish right. towels. Yeah. Just, just get the dish towels. But don't get a quarter zip expecting it to fit, and then you put it on. You're like, damn, do I need to lose weight? Or unless it's from home here. Yeah, exactly. Then, then it'll work out no matter what. Then but, you can um, count on the quality being phenomenal. Or five one three shirts. Yeah, one exactly. of those two. You're fine. You don't have All to. You don't have to feel the merchandise. Yeah. See, home field. Ooh. Five one three shirts. Ooh. <laughs> Hitting on all cylinders here. Putting his money where his mouth is. There you go. I like that. I like that. <laughs> hey, uh, Ryan. So as far as you know, Chad already mentioned the size that's being brought in the wide receiver room. How much do you think that is also a factor in in run blocking? You know, getting a bigger tight wide receiver out there that can help in the run block game as well. Uh it just if they can utilize their length. Uh, the guys that are long, the best way. The way that they block the best is by just getting their arms out, get them inside, and just holding so that the, yeah. the, the corner can't reach his arms out and block the feet. But if you can't use your hands, offense or defense, you're not be able to block, you're not be able to defeat blocks. But it doesn't necessarily matter how tall you are. You just got to be kind of like a dog. You got to be a dog that wants to block and, like, that's why like Alec uh, was good because he was long and he like liked to get in there and kind of get mm-hmm. physical. But still, like a guy like Trey Tucker, like he he's like probably the smallest guy in the field every time he's in there. But he can just go get right into people and be a great run blocker in our RPO games. Um, so I it's it's good. It the benefit is there. These guys just gotta want to go block. But yeah, it does get it does give them an advantage if they know how to use it. Did. Did Trey ever give you a big crack back in the day oh, at yeah. all? Or I did crack me, man. Because back back, especially when we were younger, like it was just like a free-for-all out there, and they would just try to send guys in. We try to send guys at them, and but it it was more rare when the receivers came in at me, but more okay. more of the snipers, they'd go at it. But I'd give them a I and then they can't if they come in the middle, man. You gotta know what's coming on. So hey baby, showtime. And if we ever got blocked by uh, a receiver, like Coach Freeman would like take us out, 
and then <laughs> just rip us a new ass and then rip us even harder in film. Like, we don't we don't have to get blocked by receivers. If I see this BS again, like you'll never get another <laughs> rep in my life. I'm just like going at you. And it, it makes sense, man. If you're getting blocked, yeah. right. you're blocked by those guys, it's just you shouldn't be out there. So even if they are doing a good job. Aaron, you were muted. You were about to say something there, I think. I was just going to say he took you out back and beat you with a rubber hose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not too yeah. happy. <laughs> Don't don't uh, don't let anyone hear about that though. He's Mr. Nah. Big Time now. They'll go get him. I think I think he's pretty safe up there. Uh, well, <laughs> Henderson, I, I mean, it's a massive commitment. Uh, you know, third caught thirty eight passes for four hundred ten yards and two touchdowns uh, last year. Um, had seventy three catches, eight hundred thirty five yards, five touchdowns, and as you mentioned, Aaron, a, a top sixty prospect in the country coming out of high school was offered by pretty much everyone. So uh, he's high level talent speed Got a lot of, a lot of speed in his game and obviously size to back it up as well. Uh, also a couple more additions, uh, Kyrie Moiston, uh, defensive end rush end from uh, Virginia tech transferred to Cincinnati. He, he redshirted this past year, kind of more of a, uh, a bigger. Developmental. Yeah. A little bit more of a developmental guys, four years remaining. Uh, definitely has the size and the the athleticism to come off the edge. So uh, could be a guy. I don't know how much we'll hear his name this year, especially mm-hmm. with how much experience is in that D-line room. Right. But this is a play for next season. When yeah. you lose a ton, you hope that you get this guy in, Walt develops him, and then by next year he's ready to make an impact right away. And I'm sure I'm probably getting ahead of where Brent was going to go with this, but do you think that – this addition led to the decommitment of no. uh, JoJo. No, I think that up. is, this is what happens a lot. It's why I'm always weary of spring commitments. Right. Uh, is because they just haven't, they haven't gone through like that part of the cycle. And then mm-hmm. they get to June and, and you know what happens in June, Aaron? Camp. All his buddies are going out and visiting three, four, five schools this June. And the committed guys are like, well, I'm going on my official to my the school I committed to, but like, you know, I didn't really do the recruiting experience. I didn't really, you know, get to go through what I thought was was gonna be the process. Uh, and they get a little a little buyer's remorse, I guess is the right way to put it. Wow. Um it's it's I like so let's let's go back to like Malik Van. Like Malik committed in the spring, but he had been like four or five other places. Like mm-hmm. he had already done kind of the recruiting cycle and then made his decision. Where you get in trouble a little bit, I think, is these kids, you know, like JoJo, I guess he goes by, right? Yeah. Yeah. Night, when, yeah. yeah. When you get kids like that that don't, like he went on a spring trip to Cincinnati. He committed and shut it down. And then, like I said, you get to the summer and all your boys are, you know, flying off to official visits all around the country. And you're like, damn, I think I, I think I screwed up a little bit. And then yeah. they backtrack and, you know, it is what it is. Kind of playing off what you're saying, Aaron, though, I, do you think that this is something that you'll see develop more in the, in the transfer portal age is kind of, 
looking for a player that once they commit to you and they do sign to play, then like you know, once that gets processed, they're committed, you know, and kind of kind of have control a little bit more of locking down a player than not having to wait for it. What did I That's miss my here? mom. That's my uh, mom right there. Hi, Sandra. My da- yeah. My, my, my dad did that, not, not my mom. That's what okay. she's claiming. He's not here to defend himself, so. <laughs> I thought it was like the recruit's mom or something chiming. I was like, uh-oh. No, 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 no. This, that's my mom. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, first name in the book. I can't believe Aaron was the – I mean, I guess AA, but, like, there's not something with a AA that before R. There's not many words that start with AA. double letters. Yeah, that's fair. Of any sort. That's fair. I guess it would probably be um, accurate. The AA. Ardvark. Aaron. Yeah, that's. I think that's. That might be the whole list. Yeah, there you go. Llama. <laughs> Llama. All right. Yeah, it's two L's. Okay. Okay. Very good. Very good. Uh, yeah, but um, that's what I was saying. I, do you think this might be something that staffs try and go for a little bit more, having the ability to find underclassmen, you know, guys who maybe they were recruiting before, because then you are able to kind of lock them down and get them into the program faster than. Someone, you know, like you were saying, Chad, that you, that commits on the in the early times and then has all this. No, time to I mean, I think it, it's that's looking too deep into it. Like, right. you're just you're trying to get guys on campus and get them committed. Like, yeah. At the end of the day, that's what you're trying to do. Like, get them on campus and get them committed, and you deal with whatever pops up after that. It's just one of those things after doing this for a while, where like you see, uh like trends kind of develop, right? Yeah. And one of the trends is, you know, guys that commit before really going through all the visit process are a little more susceptible to popping, uh, popping back into the, the pool, if you will. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, you know, if we'll see how the, on the basketball side of things, the, to transfer and you know getting the uh you know the approval and whatnot goes on there but you know once you do get an earlier you know underclassman that enters the transfer portal and commits it's gonna be probably a little less likely that they're gonna try and bounce somewhere else so we'll uh that'll be something to continue to tra- to track because this whole transfer portal nil age is is surely crazy but uh Kyrie Moiston um out of high school had offers from Michigan State Arizona State Arizona Washington Pitt you know, yeah. high level talent, but uh, didn't you know? Obviously, redshirted this past season, so developmental piece uh, for sure. Uh, another name was George Udo uh, from BYU, defensive back. Uh, it seems like the BYU fans kind of loved him, so uh, he you know appeared in 13 games for BYU last season, 13 tackles, a pass breakup, um, played a bunch in his four seasons there at Provo. Um, but he's another obviously. one who comes with yeah. some baggages as he's been injured often. Um, but that's kind of the point that I was making earlier is just a lot of these guys from the portal, you're going to have some of that. Yeah. 
Chad, are you, you kind if of they were like- a perfect prospect, guess what? They probably wouldn't be in the portal. Right. Or would be trying to fish around and see if they can go super high level school. But uh, Some might yeah. say in the portal, you, you take the good, you take the bad, you, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very good. I asked my mom about Facts of Life uh, a couple days ago. What did she say? She said, it, it wouldn't have been your type of show, is what she said. It was a good show. It was funny. I, I'm not saying it was a bad show, but she, I, no, I, I don't know. Maybe I got to give it a try. I'm sure it's on one of the uh, one of the old It's got to be on streaming services. services. Yeah. I think, I think you would have loved Miss Garrett, Brent. I do. Okay. What is okay. this show? The facts, facts of life. life. We've had this conversation before, Royer. I don't know if I remember. <laughs> you know Kim it's Fields. It's one I try and forget too. Do you know Kim Fields, Ryan? No, I don't. Yes, you do. Are we supposed to go down this rabbit hole? No, we're probably not. Aaron, Aaron <laughs> gets can, mad at me when know. I do this. Well, I always feed into it, so I know. <laughs> Kim Fields was on Real House. It just makes us look like we're. It makes us look like we're unorganized and that we don't try and, you know, respect the, the listener's time and those types of things. True. <laughs> we're a good, hey, respectful bunch of men. We are. Um, I did a lot of research for this podcast. All the time, right, Chad? So, Not so yes. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I, Udo seems like, uh, you know, we talked about how the defensive backfield needs some depth. He seems like. Especially at safety, yeah. Yeah, seems like a I do have an, logical fit. I do have an update here. Uh, you can watch Facts of Life on Tubi uh, with oh. with ads. You can stream it, um, hmm. or you can buy it on Amazon or on Apple TV. Oh. That's where you can catch the the Facts of Life. Well, when I get back to the Midwest, Ryan, we'll have a little you know long <laughs> binge fest. How about that? <laughs> Let's go. I'm I'm in. I mean, but yeah, definitely a a, uh, a depth piece in the safety room, and who knows if he if he's looking fully healthy, he can you know make an impact and and see the field a little bit. I think maybe. he'll play. Like it, yeah. like it, it's clear in his profile, he's going to play. Right. Um. He played a lot of snaps for BYU, so yeah. You know, it, it's a guy that especially like this is because there is so much newness to this roster. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're in the, I think they're in the top 10 in number of transfers taken in this cycle with 21, 20, um, 22 now, right? Or 22 with, now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, 20, but that's, I digress. Um, <laughs> I, you know, you're going to need special teams guys. Yeah. And you know, taking a guy like this, that has played a lot of snaps, he's probably going to compete. For that one of the starting safety spots, I mean, you have to figure Brian Threats is going to be a starting safety. Yeah, and there's going to be, you know, You'd like to DJ, think, you know, you know uh, DJ Taylor, Taylor. Yep. and and Taj Ward and Isaiah Cox, and now you. What had, you say something about Taj is playing? Um, he's playing he, both. What do they call it again? So the the um, the star. Star, okay. Star. He's kind of so when when they're looking at like passing downs, <laughs> he's coming in for pace. Okay. At times, um, you know they're they're using pace on passing downs, but like 
if they need like a, a an extra DB on the field, Taj will come into that. Look. Yeah, to make it more of a nickel look than like the hybrid linebacker safety look. I wonder if um, they're just. But Taj is also nickel. playing safety. Do you think they're just calling it nickel and just bringing Taj in? I mean, kinda, yeah. I think <laughs> it's might. pretty much nickel anyway. Like, yeah, they just—it's yeah. nickel, but they just call it star. It's nickel with DP, so he can he can get in the run fit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty smart. I mean, look, that's what Bama and Georgia have drifted to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I mean, if you have a guy that can is that athletic and can do it, like it makes sense to use him. In yeah. that, it, it makes you wonder, like, what it would have looked like if they were using DP there instead of, like, maybe Arquan at times. Right. Yeah. And I think Arquan was was really really good as a nickel. Yeah. But like, it would have changed the dynamic of the defense if you would maybe have gotten an extra bigger, more you know, physical body on the field. Yeah, but, and the way I look at it, it works even better when you're like the Alabamas and Georgias when you get the prototype NFL guy, their, their linebackers get drafted every year. Almost yeah. that's when you have two guys inside that are that caliber, that's more run stopping capability more pass rush capability, more right. pass coverage capability. So like you almost like, well, we don't necessarily need another quote unquote linebacker. We can have a hybrid or just basically roll a nickel right. way more often. So it's like, now we don't have Alabama style players and whatnot, but no. if you can co- if you can coach your guys up and you can get them running that scheme really well, then it really is like the perfect hybrid defense. It really does help you in every be able to defend any type of play. Excuse me, at all times. So I like I like the this defense. Now we just got to see if they can go execute. Well. It- and the thing is, you, you hear it from each coach, defensive coach, and from Coach Sat as well, is in a lot of the press conferences, Deshaun Pace is one of the first names, if not the first name, each time that they mentioned how, oh, how he well he's outstanding. He had an outstanding spring. Right. Like, and, and how perfect he is for that position and how he's exactly what they're looking for out of that position and, and this, that, and the other. So, you know, it's, a, it's another situation where a coaching change happens and maybe it's just – and not to say Deshaun Pace – hasn't already had a pretty brilliant career up to this point, yeah. but it, it's a it's chance for even... him to take it up another level. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that might be exactly the case right here. And, you know, and, and all those passing downs, I'm sure they'll figure out a way if, if DP's not tired to keep DP somewhere on the field and, and more of a linebacker type, uh, you know, either pass rush or, you know, kind of in that, in that middle of the, uh, you know, intermediate routes and, and take those away. But Lots to play around with here, and uh, another good addition with 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 Udo. Uh, I, it is crazy the amount of transfers, and and Ryan, I don't think you ever saw this amount of haul of transfers, even your entire four with, years with there. Thick, it was always very specific: four, five, right. six. Like we have these holes, we're bringing yeah. in these guys to fill them. Yeah, yeah. how They're how all, seamlessly. What, what's that? Different when, I said they were really big about development and like developing their guys, believing in yeah. their guys, which is good. You know, that's a good thing to have. But when you have a coaching change, guys leave, guys go with them, guys bounce out of the situation. I mean, you're going to need to fill bodies. And 
just what the problem is you don't want to be a Michigan State. You don't want to be like one hit wonder guys and guys that are just here for a year and gone or guys that, you know, aren't super consistent. You want to make sure you keep your keep a good culture foundation. So these transfers, um, when they come in, we're not having just like a pop of a good year and then we just fall off. So but I, I mean, nothing's pointed in that direction. So we, you know, it's all unknown, man. We're gonna have to see how a lot. So a lot of these transfers, they had the stars in high school. They went to bigger schools, but we don't right. have a lot of film on them. We don't know what it, Satterfield's gonna do in the black and red. Uh, it's a, we don't know what the Big Twelve is gonna be like for us. So there's a lot of question marks, which makes for excitement. It makes our That's- our roles more important. And people might want to look for our coveted advice that is never wrong. So, <laughs> never. We're, oh, we're uh, right. <laughs> because we, we do the homework. Right. Like, we, yeah. We, yeah, we're prepared. Like I said, I did a lot of research for this podcast. Um, but the, uh, in, in between, in between, uh, beverages. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian, Brent extended. How long are you staying in Florida? Uh, Next weekend? Night. Thursday night. You're not got rolling we- through the weekend? Got a wedding this weekend. And, no, of course uh, you <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend's like going to... inside joke? He's always... Brent, always every, Brent, Brent goes to weddings like 36 of the 52 weekends out of the year. <laughs> no, I, I, went to, I went to Ireland for a wedding one year, and, and they just have never let me hear the end of it. It's just... <laughs> Which you missed fine. like three games that year because of weddings. Of weddings, yes, I know. Happy, happy days. Love, love a good how, wedding. How how many weddings this season, Brent? Uh, only two, but I like it's weird. They like dodged perfectly. They kind of fell like where I'm not going to miss any games. So it's kind of that's what I was getting. I thought you meant you're going to miss two games. I, I figured yeah, there was that's, a- that's oh, perfect for him. I, I got to miss two games. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and yeah, it's uh. It does pain me that I did, I did miss the Tyler Scott eighty-one yard touchdown because uh, I was in Ireland. But that was uh, that is. Oh, one we're not thing saying I'll, there's anything wrong sad. with weddings, Chelsea. It's just it's impressive how many weddings Brent goes to. It means he's a popular guy, has a lot of friends. I can't wait to hear that he's going to his friends' like second wedding because those oh, days yeah, are coming. those days aren't far. <laughs> have you no, been to I, a second wedding yet? I have not, no. Um, okay. and, and I don't have any friends that are in, in the position for a second wedding yet either. So I'll let you Comes know that you quick. Yeah, Comes I'll let you know that changes. So. <laughs> Eric no speaks way. from experience. <laughs> he, he does. I guess I do I now too. See, I, I ain't got no ring on his finger. I, I, I mean, I can't wait. I, we'll see. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's a, lot a of fun. joke, Aaron. Calm down. I, I know. Aaron, that headband, man. You look good. Jordan headband, gotta love it. But uh, anyway, back back to the football side of things. Um, yeah, I mean, this a bunch of transfers coming in. Obviously, it's needed out of the portal, and it's something that's obviously we're gonna talk about on the basketball side here in a little bit. It's just kind of become the new norm. And I know Chad, you hate that people saying that, and I know people hate saying the new norm, but uh, it kind of fits perfectly with what the current college football and college basketball landscape is. So. All these new transfers coming in, but you still have, you know, Dante Corleone and, and Mason Fletcher were named preseason All Americans, and you know, you still got that I, that returning group that is. I uh, think Mason Fletcher is going to be the best punter in the country. I I agree. He's got it cut out for him. 
Ryan, what we'll would see, you we'll say see if I told ser- you I, I think Mason Fletcher is better than Jimmy Smith? Uh, I think he has. I think he's like right there right now, and he can. He definitely has the time to to go over. I wouldn't say that to Jimmy. <laughs> I think that he's like right at Jimmy right now, like. And yeah, and coming I out of their sophomore he... years, I think they're. I think I think Mason's got a very slight edge, but they're both really really close. Like it, it's been impressive the the six yeah. year run. Well, we got to see how Bearcats serious they punters. take punt, man. They could fuck him. Excuse my language, but like if Wait, they don't like, say him, you can say him. Sorry, I don't know why that came out. They have about um, the take time. If they don't, if they don't take the, the, the two hundred and thirty time, thirtieth time he says fuck. Now he's sorry. For it. <laughs> I'm a changed man. Can't can't change. Went to Mexico and got. He went to Mexico and taught morals. <laughs> what the fuck are we doing here? Just to say. <laughs> It was What's, a church retreat in Cancun. How bad was oh, what you what did in Mexico? All you can drink is communion wine, man. It's okay. <laughs> it was all inclusive, but it was just communion wine. Communion <laughs> wine, bread, fish. Well, there you oh, go. Boy. Um, but yeah, they don't take punt as seriously. Like Fickle was like the punt general, dude. Like on yeah. everyone's ass all time. Punters, gunners shieldmen linemen like oh my god it was literally like he treated it like it was the most important it, 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 it that's what his thing is the most important play in football he has an argument and so if we don't have guys if we don't have dudes on there if we don't have dudes out wide like he could punt it 50 yards but if he lets up like 10 to 12 yards of return he's right there with a bunch of well this is why this is why i'm i'm higher on Fletch, like his hang time is it's he's got the metronome thing down where it's it's 45 46 yards 4.4 whatever the 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 time expected is like he's right on it like consistently every time you know exactly where it's going you know exactly when it's going to get there like there is very little variance yeah. And he's holding he's holding himself back. You guys know like yeah. he could like oh he could crush ball. it. Yeah. yeah. Fans don't know that they're like they're like do this the exact hang time, the exact distance, yeah. like Chad's saying. They're like restricted to that by the, the staff. Oh, I mean, like it's it was still my favorite quote of last year, the Miami game when he had the 70-yard punt, like he got pissed off because he was in the end zone. And Miami put their returner on the other side of the, on on the 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 close side of the fifty. Yeah, and he took that personally, and he told me on the sidelines, "I put him on the forty-five yard line. I just said I was going to kick it straight over his fucking head, <laughs> and he kicked it seventy yards. Like he That's can do good. that. He has that. Again, I think people like don't think enough about the fact that." His dad was the Kobe Bryant of Australian rules football. Like yeah. He was one of the five greatest Australian rules football players in the history of the sport. Yep. Like that's how talented Fletch is. Yep. I think we get caught up in like the rake and how skinny he was when he got here. And, yep. you know, like, but he is developing into, and he's not just, 
that Aussie style punter. Like he can mm-hmm. kick the American style. Um, and I like there was nothing funnier last year than Fick being ready to kill him because he just stands back there and waits yeah. until the absolute last second to punt the ball. So does that mean he's graduated from like the rake to the leaf blower? <laughs> that I, doesn't. I don't know if we want to leave. Yeah, the <laughs> ultimate blower. Yeah, I yeah. Gonna, the rake from the rake to the and then leaf blower. I, no, I leaf I blower. Take it somewhere else. Right. And yeah. I, I yeah. wasn't. I. Yeah. I. I mean, it is funny whenever you you do a tweet about Mason Fletcher from like during the season, like you know the the time difference in, in Australia is obviously different, but then all of a sudden, whenever it's comes time for all the Australians to look at their phones and on Twitter and stuff, then all of a sudden you get a huge rush of like Australian retweets and Australian yeah. comments. And just cause like, like everyone's locked in on to see how Mason's doing because uh, I mean, he's doing an amazing job and yeah. he's got swagger too. So did Jimmy, they definitely both have swagger, but uh Mason definitely is is not afraid to to show off a little bit after a big boot, but that's big. I blending, you know, what's already been established there with all these new transfers coming coming in is, is that's going to be an important key to the type of success. And I, I don't know if you guys saw the the over under for win total did bump up from four and a half to five and a half. Not before is, we put our bets in, man. I know we're locked <laughs> in, baby. We're locked in. We are locked in, but uh, but yeah, it, it's something happened. Obviously, it it just means that a bunch of money went on the over for the for Cincinnati, or the books changed the bet itself. So um, that was an insane odds, line. Yeah, odds are looking a little 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 different now. So five and a half would have been the perfect like. Yeah, that's like five versus six. Like I know, I know we can win five games. Right, six. That's not as guaranteed. Seven, that's definitely not guaranteed. Four, I mean, four and a half, that, that was just damn disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're like, I mean, one people to bet on those when going four and eight, like, that's fucking terrible. Like, and that would that was me, when they realized they fucked up. Yeah, because <laughs> that would be us 2017 Bearcats. Yeah. And right. we were terrible. Oh, shit. Dog shit. Terrible. I'll just go ahead and say it. Dog shit. <laughs> and we have a way better roster um, this year. Yeah. As long as we don't implode. I mean, it's it, 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 the problem is in this league, it, it, you you can just lose a bunch of close games that you played well and you don't get those three plays in the, in the fourth, you know, the back half of the fourth quarter and you lose a game. Now you'd have to have that happen an abnormal amount of times to to only have four wins. I agree with you, but this is life in a better conference. Everybody you play is going to be better than you know two thirds of the American Athletic Conference. Yeah, which means you got to buckle up and be ready day one. Um, but it's uh, it it is good to see the roster being filled out though with. With good good quality additions out of the transfer portal, obviously it's it's not as easy, you know, cut and dry as as it is on the basketball side of things, where you can just watch the tape for the basketball player, look you know, look at stats, look at underlying stats, and kind of see okay, this is a good addition. 
football, it's a little different, you know, and, and you might have a Brian Cooks of the world kind of come out of nowhere and, and become a, you know, an NFL player. So you can't fault them for the amount of numbers, just volume they're right. bringing in transfer portal wise. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how it meshes. And it, it did look like everyone, uh, is, the, the team is back on, on campus. There's a picture posted with, uh, um, Daniel Greshik and uh, Kiner working out. So uh, it looks like they are back and at least getting that, that side of workouts rolling again. Do you guys think that they're, they're done with additions out of the portal? I, I obviously not, but um, you can't imagine too many more. I don't know what the numbers are at right now, um, but it seems like it's, it's starting to get near the end of, of additions or departures, if you will. I, I'm not entirely sure, though. Your guys' thoughts on that? I'm, I'm sorry. What'd you say again? Just do you think? Do you think my, they're done my, in the portal? My, uh, how much? My, how much? My, uh, no. I mean, I, I think that window is going to be open all the way up until the first day of camp. Right. Right. So, I mean, do I do I guarantee that they're going to add guys between now and the start of camp? No. But I guarantee that they'll continue looking. Yeah, I think you really got to. You still got to address that tight end room. That's the room that I'm probably most concerned with at this point. I mean, I I I like their first two. I don't know what's there behind that. Right. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Ryan is uh is is it different integrating a, a transfer rather than a, a true freshman? into the team or is it kind of different for each each you know new player or is it kind of like a hey welcome we see you as a big piece or is it hey welcome you got to earn your stripes type thing um it is it, it's by player like you look like a guy like brian cook and it just clicked immediately because he was like a he was a man and like he yeah. knew what he, he was also do. local and knew a lot of guys like yeah. beavers was local and knew a lot of guys like i think that makes it a lot easier those guys played middle school football to get like you know what i mean and high school football yeah. against each other so i would say if you have like a, a mature outlook on football and like mm. how college football works then it's easier for the transfer but if you're like a younger transfer or your transfer who's coming on with more of a selfish mindset i think it's going to be way harder um yeah. and i think you kind of fit right in with those freshmen who don't have any experience and but then it's kind of you could you'd also say like the freshmen like they don't know any better they're just gonna shut up and do yeah, it they just need to tell do. them shut up dumbass yeah <laughs> yeah and so it, it, it could be easier with them um there's not like a like a, a true like line in the sand on which one but yeah i'd say like the more mature of a person the more like mature of a football player understand the game understand how to take coaching um you're gonna thrive whether you're incoming freshman or a uh, transfer. Well, we'll we'll have a huge first look at at the amount of transfers and how they integrate into the uh, Scott Satterfield system and whatnot. As uh, we are under 100 days until Eastern Kentucky, I think we're at 94 right now. It's it's it's, it's back, man. It is back, and it's going to be wild. But going to see them wearing Nike gear out there. From the start of camp. 60 yeah. days from it's whatever 60 days from the start of camp 62 days 63 days whatever it is have have you been told what 
what that'll be like no. at higher ground or too far those decisions there. aren't made until July. Right. Right. Okay. Like they, oh. they, 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 because they can, like, there's no rush into it. Yeah. They, so they don't like, they don't put the cart before the horse. They just let things kind of evolve and, and make those decisions with the folks at higher ground and mm-hmm. all that, like as it, as it plays out. Okay. Hopefully we can get Nico on within the next month, month and a half. I, yeah. I was, I was thinking next week or the week after, like now that, you know, he'll get a chance yeah. to have a, a look at all these transfer guys that are in the fold and everything, you know, playing out as it does. I would just send him a case of Celsius and we'll be good. Just, yeah. Got to roll from there. But um, any anything more football wise, guys? Well, yes, a bit. yes. Okay, yes. I I have one thing, and I've been waiting. I've been holding out. I, I reached out oh, to this I'm business. Excited. I reached out to this business today because uh, my mom was telling me about um, a family friend who I guess had a some type of rehearsal dinner or wedding reception or something at Nippert, and mm. uh, they ordered a cake. From a company called a spoonful of F-U-L-L-A sugar. Look at this cake. Wow. It is a replica of Nippert. That's pretty um, wild. Yes, it's absolutely insane. Um, but I, I I reached out to them. They did want me to uh, put their information on our description for the video when I we post this to YouTube. Um, but this is located in Cincinnati. Uh, it's again called a spoon fulla F U L L A sugar. And did, did are you sending I, them a bill for the, the advertisement or I, I just wonder <laughs> have you ever seen a stadium like this? No, that's pretty cool. Aaron, it's pretty cool. I, Aaron, go we'll go and to the just next let them know just let oh. them know it'll be 50 bucks. Oh, look at the, look at the <laughs> They do have the Bearcat. That's go, pretty good. Go to the next pick. Oh, there you go. Aaron, we can eat us right, right up here to the left. My my mom did tell me that for my 40th birthday, she plans on ordering this cake. But I mean, we could the, literally they don't have the They don't have the on-field sweets oh. to work on that. <laughs> but, but we can eat us in the press box, though. Right there. Yeah, right there. Yeah. You're, you're right there. Right, right right, up in here. Yep. That'll be the sweetest bite right Hi, there. Hi, Brad. Hey, so that, that's one tasty bite. We can put we can put Royer down there on the field, too. Oh, 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 <laughs> Chad, you're in the end zone. I see you. All right. Well, yep, that was fun. Down there. I, I, asked them, I asked them for permission to use their pictures and stuff on the show. So, okay. So nice. Well, the sweetest bite would be that press box, the little nibble up there. Yeah. Very, very tasty. Very tasty. Um, but yeah, uh, that was a good thing for football, Aaron. So we can uh, go ahead and time stamp this. We went pretty long there with football. I was thinking we'd have a couple more segments, but hey, we, we did a great job, guys. Good job. Time stamp. Quick Vapor Supply, your local and family owned restaurant supply company for all your non food products. Quick Vapor services over 150 restaurants with weekly low minimum next day deliveries, providing a wide range of food service products from to-go containers, cups, custom printed products, eco-friendly, and much more. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick 
513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Boom, baby. Quick paper supply. Thank you. Uh, but football, uh, basketball, let's roll on into it. Uh, Chad, you obviously had yourself a nice little weekend back on the road. How, first off, how was back on the road again? First um, off, let's let's hear about the uh, the meals down there in, in beautiful Memphis and, and how everything So uh, I did what you would have expected me to do as soon as I got to Memphis. I ordered Gus's fried chicken. Yep. yep. Uh, I went with the uh, two thighs, a leg, mac and cheese, and French fries. Okay. It was, uh, I think it was $12.99, which is outstanding uh, price-wise. Uh, the mac and I forgot how awesome, like the chicken was, it's my favorite fried chicken. Like I, there's nowhere I've ever had that has better fried chicken than the Gus's in Memphis. Ear, um, ear, earmuffs, galactic earmuffs. No, like Shane knows that. Like, I'm, I'm I love the galactic is, is way up there on the list. Right. But for whatever reason, that dredge that they put on their fried chicken at Gus's and the way that it kind of seals in the moisture it's just amazing. It's so fucking good. So that was the first thing I did. And I forgot their mac and cheese in terms of restaurant mac and cheese is also elite. Elite. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thing I did when I got to Memphis. Uh, and then actually ate at, so this, it, it's, it's a, um, it's a massive facility. I think there were like 16 courts. Uh, is it near campus or it is in the parking lot of the liberty bowl oh okay, okay. which was wow. a fucking disaster getting yeah, in they... and out of this parking lot it was a nightmare are they gonna tear that oh no they just renovated the liberty bowl didn't they so yeah. what they had well the problem was they had like a, a carnival in the parking lot right outside the liberty bowl there were more people <laughs> at that carnival than go to memphis games right right so trying to get in and out while you know you have the EYBL, which is massively attended, yep. And then you had this carnival going on. I had to drive up on the curb, like there was this much room between me and a car. Drive up on a curb through the grass to get out. I- I'm told mm-hmm. there were people that waited 40 minutes to get out of the parking lot Saturday night. It was a nightmare. Uh, And then I found there was a a place, it was a barbecue place that had a five-star review uh, that was like four-tenths of a mile from the Liberty Bowl. So I was like, bang. So I went and I was planning on ribs because that was supposed to, that was their like go-to thing. They didn't have ribs, but they did. The first time Kelly and I went to Memphis, we went with my dad. And we, that was the first time I ever had barbecue nachos. Okay. Ryan, have you ever had barbecue nachos? I have not. What, what goes into them? Chips. Legit, mm-hmm. like, you know, house-made chips. Pulled pork. The processed yellow nacho cheese. Barbecue sauce and jalapenos. Oh, that sounds awesome. It's, it's amazing. So I was like, they were like, sorry, man. Like, we're were out of ribs for the night and i was like that's a sign i have to get the pulled pork nachos so i got the pulled pork nachos 
Um, I was expecting when you order to go pulled pork nachos that when you get back to the hotel, everything's going to be soggy. Yeah. Instead, they gave me a huge boat of nachos. Nothing on it. Nothing on it. Right. And they gave me a, a container with the pulled pork, which was like half a pound of pulled pork. Mm-hmm. And then a container with the, the yellow cheese. And then a container of barbecue sauce and a container of jalapenos. And I got to make them all at the hotel uh, right before Aaron and I did the nightcap. And okay. they were they were outstanding. They were really good. Um, they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. yeah. No one does nachos to go like that. That's fantastic. Yeah, like well, everything yeah. was in its own container. And I like the the place I got it was only like eight minutes from the hotel. So it probably still would have been pretty good when I got back to the hotel. But when I opened up that, and as soon as I opened up and saw that the nachos were just the hot chips that had come out of the, the I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. so that was great um i didn't really get anything else like local uh just you're i mean one i didn't ever want to leave the facility because i didn't know how long it was going to take to get out of it and how long it was going to take to get back in yeah it was a pain in the ass so so, only two meals but two excellent excellent meals uh, in Memphis, and then watch the. Uh, I had a uh, a bacon, egg, and cheese English muffin at the facility okay. Sunday morning. That was very good. Oh. And then I just got on the road and and got cooking after I was done. So, but if you go to Memphis, you have to get Gus's if you go to Memphis. Yeah. And I would highly recommend getting the pulled pork nachos from somewhere. I, I started making them at home. Okay. Uh, after we had on that first time, I would get the pulled pork from Eli's and then just make the, the, you know, the nachos at the house. So. And that's, yeah. that's fun with food. That is fun with food on the BBP. I um, said, Gus's Chelsea. I, that's the first thing I did when I got to Memphis. Where have you been the past 10 minutes? She blacked out. Jesus. It's the first thing I did. Ryan, where does, uh, the Liberty Bowl ranking your least favorite places to play in the AFC. Oh. Let me think here. I never went to Tulsa. Um, I think it's got to be the worst. Yeah. Uh, where else did I go? USF. I mean, the atmosphere for Temple is dog shit. <laughs> right. The state, the All 16 people there. Yeah. Uh I mean like like it was weird seeing like the games on TV at the Liberty Bowl. It would be like it's huge, but like it looked like there were so many empty seats. And but yeah. I'm sure the atmosphere was still a little loud because you know obviously the, the high level of the games, but man, it just seemed like a pretty dreadful place to go play. Yeah, it was it was a dumb. Yeah. It was a dumb. Safe safe to damn say. Um and yeah, that is uh I hate that place, but let's let's move on from there. Um kind of broke broke my heart not once but twice. Same with you. Yeah, Temple's Temple does suck too. Yeah, Temple is some, horrible. Got some dark memories there. 
ECU the Boneyard. That's a fun place, though. There, they got a good fan base, man. It's all it was yeah. always fun. Good games there. They're loud. They're into it. Um, the stadium's cool. It's like a big bowl. Yeah. Big. Nothing holds a candle to Nippert, though. How bad is trying to burn time in Greenville when you guys you guys almost always felt like you always played night games there? <laughs> I mean, every hotel, every trip's the same, man. You go up to your room, you watch a movie, you sleep. Did you guys do Thanksgiving in Greenville? I think we did, yeah. It was yeah, because you guys played Black one Friday. In, there was one in Greenville, there was one in Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, good old. Good old uh, Greenville Black Friday game. Ugh. They love those how, games, how bad. How bad is Hotel Thanksgiving, Ryan? You guys did a couple of those. It is everything you'd think it would be. <laughs> but it's, I, but I it's it with the terrible. boys, baby. Right. No, it's cool being with your teammates. But you're going on like the Thanksgiving experience of like the food, the family. Neither of those are there. <laughs> or I'll read you this one. The competition should be the um, the athlete varsity club Thanksgiving versus the hotel Thanksgiving. Now that that's a full on war. I don't know who's winning that one. <laughs> there are a lot I mean, of lives lost on both sides. <laughs> even even the gravy was dry, right? Yeah. <laughs> even the gravy was dry. That might be one of your best fucking lines <laughs> in the history of the show, Brent. <laughs> Even the gravy was dry. It is was. that from a movie or is that like that's a Brent Young original? That, that's that's from the the life of Brent, the the ongoing <laughs> movie in in year thirty, right now. So uh, coming soon the to theaters. Was dry. Oh, uh, but yeah, Chad, what was going on inside of the building? Obviously, you you talked about about it with Aaron on a couple of nightcaps. So definitely, I, I suggest go back and listen to those. But. I maybe grab two or three names from that that a couple Jace days Richardson. removed. Still, you're you can't get Jace off Richardson. your mind type thing. Jace Richardson, I mean, yeah. just smooth, and it's he's he's about as opposite a player from his dad as you could get. Yeah, who was a a big, bouncy, physical wing. Jace Richardson is a heady, cerebral, do it all point guard. You know, like it, he had games. I think he had a game with nine rebounds. He scored right in that 15 to 20, 22 point range every game. He's a guy that, that kind of, you know, Aaron and I talked about this as I, I like, it helps me to do these shows to kind of hash out, like, talking myself out of like the, the silliness that like you, your head goes through when you're scouting. Because, like, mm-hmm. the first time I watched him, I was like, and I didn't feel like he really tried to score. And then you look at the box score after the game, and he had 16 points. And then the more you watch him, the more you realize, like, that's how just how he is offensively. He's so good and so efficient at picking his spots. And he does such a good job. Like, part of his game is manipulating the defense. So, early in the game, he's probing. And he's at the free throw line and and getting down to the bottom of the circle and drawing defenders and dishing for layups. Well, then what happens later in the game? Those guys can't come up anymore. They have to stay home because they know he's going to find the guy if they come off their man. Then he can work in the floater. 
then yep. he can work in, you know, a little bit more of his, his offensive repertoire, just a complete point guard, like super impressive watching right. him play, watching him kind of have just a, an understanding of where the ball needs to be, how it needs to get there, how to set guys up, how to orchestrate offense. Um, never out over his skis, I guess is a good way I would describe his game. Yeah. Uh you know he's he's an he's a he's an adequate athlete. Like he's not his dad was jump out of the gym. I the first guy I remember doing it between the legs, him yeah. and Vince Carter. Just yeah, that's not I, apparently they've got a younger son that is bouncy. Yeah. Um, but but Jace is more cerebral. That's I mean he's gonna be high high level. Uh, the, the people that are in on him are all going to to make him a priority. So you're going to have to win that one. Um, LeBaron well, Bylon, quick, another point Quick guard. story about Chase, real quick. Yeah. I, I I think I already told this on the previous BBP, but it was so funny. I was in Arkansas for the Arkansas-Cincinnati football game. Yeah. and he was visiting Arkansas. Muscleman was just walking around. We were, like, trying to break into the basketball facility just to look at it. And Musman was like, "Hey, you guys want to want a tour?" We were like, "We're like, yeah, sure, for sure." Even though you ruined my life, <laughs> um, even but, though I yeah. hate you, yeah, we'll we'll take a tour. Um, and then, of course, sure enough, there's Jason Richardson and Jace Richardson, and get a little little tour with us. So if if he doesn't go to Arkansas, which you know, knock on wood, then then you know maybe it's not a say, transfer. So why would they be interested? <laughs> right, right. Or, or I was gonna say his his reasoning would be they they brought random Cincinnati fans in during my visit. It was weird, but no, it was uh it was fun. But yeah, good. Yeah, Tyler. I mean he's not he's he's not the tallest kid. He's not the most bouncy kid. Like he doesn't have anything that like blows you away. He's just a good basketball player. Like right. like a really good basketball player. Um. LeBaron Phylon, I really liked as well. That one's going to be even tougher. That team Thad squad, ooh, they are fun to watch, boy. And they yeah. didn't have – maybe the guy UC has the best chance with of that group, Jaden Quintance. Quintance? Quintance? Uh, yeah. That's their big guy. He's a 2025. He was at the USA under-16 uh, uh, trials. Um and he made the cut. So uh, th that's, they were really fun. Um, they, they had a couple kids, uh, Jasper Johnson. I loved, uh, unfortunately he's a Kentucky legacy. His dad played football at Kentucky. They live in Woodford County, which is 15 minutes from Lexington. Like if he's as good as he looked this weekend, uh, Brent, he had a, a, a section, a, Basically a hundred seconds of basketball, yeah. he scored twelve points, okay. and one and three threes. Okay, I mean he was just electric. A little in that, that little window. I, like I mean that. it was it was crazy. That's awesome. Um, so uh, those guys were really good. Tyler Tyler had a really rough game one, and then followed that up. You know the the rest of the weekend was was very solid. Um, Another you know, Tyler Tyler Betsy. Uh, dear. He frustrates me. I'm not going to lie. I, I got to talk to Kane. Like, <laughs> I got to find out if this is just because of 
there are guys in AAU, like when you get to EYBL, some of these rosters and, and the New York Rams are always loaded. Some of these rosters are so loaded that guys aren't who they really are. Right. Like, like in their high school season. So he's a stretch for, for this AAU team. Mm-hmm. And what they need from him is perimeter shooting, stretch the defense, allow the guards to get downhill. Um, he right. stood at the three-point line too much for me. Like, yeah. I, I just – I needed to see him a little more active. But that yeah. also could be just a matter of that's what his AAU team is asking him to be. They're asking right. him to take the, the four from the other team, bring him out of the paint, and kind of rotate him around so that he can, he can hunt shots. Uh, of course, right after I left, uh, he had a 21-point game where he went 5 of 10 from three. Like the kid can, I don't fault a coach for using him as a spot up shooter because he can yeah. flat out shoot it. I just he's six eight. He's got long arms. He's athletic. Right. Like I want to see a. I wanted to see him be a little bit more active. But then again, I don't know what that team is asking of him. Have Have you seen Mackenzie and Baco at all? From Maybe. this past class that committed to IU, he he's six eight and yeah yeah highlight highlight yeah, package. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, shooting yeah. a bunch of threes too. So I yeah. wonder if you know kind of just what they're being told, like you're saying. Yeah. So, um, but are these all names that you think that's that's what the staff's yeah, gonna kind of hone in on right they're there? They're all and, on the list of guys that I think that right. that are you know guys right at the top. Um, obviously, you you've got. You know, others, you, you've got Flory, yeah. you've got Tyler Perry. Um, so it, it's still like a little bit of an evolving list. But honestly, we're getting into kind of, you know, we get into June and July and then official visits start happening in August. And, you know, then it's uh, then time, it's yeah. time for commitments. So, um, yeah, th- those were the guys that mainly, you know, there, there's a 2025 Jerry Easter that really stood out uh to me uh that was that was he plays for all ohio so everybody expects him to go to uh uh ohio Ohio state State. yeah but you know we'll see i'm sure cincinnati's gonna throw their uh throw their name in the in the ring and uh you know we'll see how that goes um and then the other name that that kind of really the kid from Michigan, Dylan Grant. Uh, okay. I expect Dylan Grant is going to be a guy that visits sometime soon. Um, uh, a six eight combo forward, power forward from Michigan, kind of an old school Bearcat. Uh, I think okay. the first game I watched him, he had sixteen and seven at halftime. Uh, just flying all over the court, making plays, can shoot the three a little bit, can stretch the floor, but more of like a rebound, Eric Hicks, Jason Maxiel, like effort. A real power forward, yeah. Yeah. Um, So I liked what I saw from him as well. Uh, So it was a good weekend. I got to see a lot. I got to to bounce around and catch a bunch of games in a a very short, tight window uh, before I had to to get back to being dad. But it was uh, was good, and I missed it. I missed it. There's just it, it. I know I've seen a lot of you know. I, I saw Paul Biancardi 
tweeting from his office. Yeah. Watching games. Right. And there is there is something to the efficiency of that. But there is also something to being live in person. Just being able to have the conversations as the games are happening. Yeah. Like, you know, being able to talk to guys that you've met in the scouting community. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I've gotten to know a bunch of NBA guys yeah. uh, over the years. And, and they were allowed out at this event. So you're catching up with them and picking their brain on what they think. And, um, you know, Travis Branham and Adam Finkelstein were there. And, mm-hmm. you know, being able to kind of to get their feel on what they've seen throughout the spring, um, talking to the AAU guys that I know, like there's there's nothing like being able to be there and get the real information and kind of get a feel for where things are at. at, at, a, at a, because a lot of like talking to kids is not always the most reliable. Right. It's just not. Because yeah. they're in the middle of it. Like, you know, they'll forget to mention a school that's recruiting them hard just because they're not used to talking to media guys. Like, there's a lot of things that you don't get when you're not boots on the ground. So it's great to be boots on the ground again mm-hmm. uh, and, and kind of be back in that world. I, I missed it. And it was uh, it was refreshing to kind of be back out. All right, well, and, and the best part is now – I, like Wes is not afraid to go for the big fish and every single no, like man... uh, Jason mentioned uh Quentin's yeah um no he might not just be a five star like there's talk of him as top 10 in 2025 right. like th- that's a kid that is skyrocketing up so the the good news is Brent not only is Wes not afraid to fight but now we're seeing over multiple classes he is targeting guys that are going from 40 to 10. Right. Right. From 31 so. to 1. You know, when they started recruiting Isaiah Collier. Like they not only are really good at getting involved, but they're really good at identifying mm-hmm. okay, this kid is one of the best kids in this class. Let's get in early. And the more you do that, guess what? Eventually it's going to start paying off. And yeah. then you're going to start landing these kids that all of a sudden, you know, they were a high four star uh, and then they have a huge spring and summer and now they're in the top 10 and now they're on your campus for an official visit. Like, yep. And, and now you land them like that stuff is coming. <laughs> it is. And, uh, you know, keep the names flowing and, and yeah. thank you for all the updates there because uh, like it's, it's refreshing looking up a player and seeing, Oh, wow. He's a, the, the 30th ranked, you know, 30th yeah. in his class, four star. You're getting star. to the point now where, like, when you look up a kid and he's, like, 83rd, you're like, 83rd? Exactly, right, right. And, and in yeah. the past, it's been like, if we could just get one top one, give me one kid anywhere yeah. in the top 100, that's a right. successful recruiting, recruiting class. And Wes has got people already looking and going, 92nd, like, what? Are, is he good <laughs> enough? Are we gonna, right. Is that kid, like, come on, 92nd? Come on, Wes, get your shit together. Right, exactly. Which, I mean, brings us to the... Give me one second. I mean, yeah, um, which brings me now to... I've, I'll ask Chad when he gets back in the morning EYBL, but Aaron Ryan, I don't know if you saw the pictures that were posted on, on the UC Basketball uh, Twitter, just you know, showing it looks like they were back um, working out today. Uh, and Rocking the new gear. 
rocking the new gear. Got the got the jump man out there. Um, just does does that get your guys' juice flowing as much as it gets mine flowing? I don't know. I mean, I'm excited to see. Under Armour didn't do anything for me, and it's just a throwback to nostalgia for me. Yeah, I mean, we grew up, Brent. I mean, you're old enough to remember Jumpman on the, the the jerseys. I mean, that was when I fell in love with the Bearcats. They they were rocking Jordan. Um, yep. So I mean, even before that, I mean, I was still following them. But you know, I, I think I was what new what, what year did they get it? Do you remember? Um, what the Jordan brand? When they, yeah, when they first got the Jordan brand. Oh, I do you remember I what year it was? The exact year. No. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it was it was when I was in high school, I believe. Ninety-seven, maybe. No, I'm not right. really sure. Yeah. So, so late middle school, early high school. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I enjoy about it. It's just it's a throwback to my youth. But more just the pictures of practice being back. I like. I I mean. Seeing all the new faces on Instagram, you know, it's like CJ Frederick's on there, Jamil Reynolds is on there, uh, Rayvon, Day Day. It's just like, okay, the the new faces are wearing the Bearcat gear in practice. I'm 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 yeah. ready. I'm locked in. But uh, that's what gets my my juices flowing. I I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I was pretty psyched. Uh, I, I'm more, I'm more excited for when it becomes the real deal and not the BSN stuff because I think there'll be even cooler stuff, more authentic, more vintagey, just overall more opportunities. But I'm I'm super excited about the the direction the basketball team's going in. Uh, all the guys they picked up, they got the Jordan, so I, I was hyped seeing that too. Mm-hmm. I, it seems like Wes is just an absolute killer in in, in the nicest way possible when I say that. Just seems like he's a dude that all in, like you said, and he's uh, he's changing the face of things. I, I mean, they, you know, it officially announced Aziz today uh, as, as a signee. Now, obviously, if they get Aziz and Jamil uh, cleared, you know, get the waivers going and cleared, man, this uh, this roster is is full of not question marks, but still kind of question marks. If you know what I mean, it's just like unknowns, I guess, but. They're exciting unknowns, like, uh, you know, uplifting unknowns. I don't know that there hasn't been this type of feel of like, wow, these were good players for, you know, good schools. And now they're all on this roster. It's, it'll be exciting to see who steps up and what things look like as we get little birdies and as we get a little bit more practice reports and this, that, and the other. But it is good to see them all back in the gym. Um I don't know if, if yeah, they're they're guys that that are at this point highly talked about, highly touted. Right. Not just not just three stars who you hope can develop into a dude, or three stars that a coach is really hyping up as the best shooter he's ever seen, and that never translates when they actually step out onto the court. Yeah, well, I mean, keep digging on that one, but I, I mean, Jizzle looks <laughs> Jizzle looks like a a dude out there i mean i know aaron you're more about like checking out you know, certain body parts and whatnot but i, whoa, I mean just but ankles you love the ankles or something right you made it sound real weird i didn't mean to but you know it's i don't believe you jizzle looks looks good he, he looks you know ready right away you know physically for the game so i, I it'll be exciting to see what happens and i'm sure chad will get 
numerous reports of how practice went and the little birdies that'll that'll come and talk and uh you know we'll uh we'll, we'll go from there ryan you're getting a request to remove the the bsn um that that phrase remove it from your vocabulary i mean yeah, i'm just telling the truth like it's... I think Brian can speak to it better than anybody. You wore yeah. BSN for like two years, and the first two years you it, didn't it have was the BSN. Like kind of like a slow drop, not on just like the quantity, but the quality as well. It, it turned into more just kind of like it just felt like you were wearing some something just like a stamped on Under Armour symbol and like stamped on Cincinnati like lettering. And so, yeah, people people get excited and like it's cool. Um, the Jordan and Nike are like what we're affiliated with through BSN, but I'm saying it's, it's going to get more legit and it's going to be way better once the deal is actually done. Um, and so don't be, I'm, I'm all saying, don't be disappointed if it's not as like as much gear for the fans and the gear isn't it as like cool and is like, like authentic with like retro options and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because that's like how it works with BSN. It's not you're not like a direct uh, brand affiliate. Oh, here you go. Well, I I think Dad maybe took a important phone call or something here. So that's hopefully comes back. He's got a boatload of information for us. But um, Aaron, any anything else on kind of just your excitement, excitement, or or like first thing you want to see or hear? Hopefully about the basketball team from, you know, open gyms and, and practices just, just here in the summer? Um, well, Chad's back, but I don't know. I want to hear about how, obviously, how the new guys are going. Uh, more so probably probably how, how Dady and Jizzle look. I mean, point guard for me is maybe the biggest question mark on the roster at this point. Um, yeah. I think that the, the fives and, and even the, the fours will, will be okay. I, I don't right. have as much – uh, anxiety about those positions as I do the point guard position. So that's probably the position I'm most excited to hear about. Yeah. Okay. I'm back. Sorry. My, my mother-in-law is here going through things, trying to find Kelly's Kelsey's birth certificate. Okay. Yeah. You're good, man. You're good. She has to have it to participate in AAU nationals, uh, a trip that I have spent a lot of money on. And apparently, if you're born in Ohio, you can't just go to Columbus and, like, get it. You have to order it and have them mail it to you. And that takes a couple weeks. And oh, wow. we leave for nationals on the 13th. So we are going through every piece of paperwork we can find trying to locate Kelsey's birth certificate because... Just because. That's, that's important. Important stuff there. <laughs> Um, yeah, we thought it was in a we found a lockbox. We thought it was in the lockbox. Then we opened the lockbox. There was nothing in it. Nothing. It was like nothing. Geraldo's safe. You guys love uh, <laughs> Al Capone. <laughs> That's funny. Ryan has no clue what we're talking about. Neither do I, but. You don't remember Geraldo going into Al Capone's safe? Like it was a, it was a live TV special. They Breaking. Al Capone's it, vault, and they, they broke into in like every telecast for, for yeah, that. Yeah, they were going in to find out what was in Al Capone's vault, and it was just fucking empty. That was us. really. 
That was us breaking into Kelly's uh, <laughs> like safe lockbox lock box today. Nothing. And there's just on. nothing in there. There's nothing in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you'll find it. Hopeful thinking. I'm gonna gonna, gonna break. So it on the other side of this wall, Kelsey and her her grandma, my mother-in-law, are going through all of Kelly's paperwork. They found Kelly's birth certificate. Okay. So that was nice. Uh, but but nothing for Kelsey yet. Um, <laughs> Chad, workouts fired up again today, right? Uh, looked like, obviously, the pictures posted. Um, good to see the whole entire roster on camera. Everybody's like, Yeah, I, I don't know if that's ever happened this, uh, this early in the process, but um, good to have the whole whole squad here. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to, to get plenty more updates and whatnot as the uh, summer wears on. But I was you know. I was hoping little birdies would be in action tomorrow before the BCJ pod, but I think the first open gym of the summer is Thursday. Hmm. So okay, uh, that'll be a good nightcap on Thursday. Be a fun nightcap right there. Can't wait. Uh, but we do have a, a pretty big guest for tomorrow lined up for the BCJ pod. Okay. If you're a UC basketball junkie, you will get to hear for the first time from Drew Adams. Oh, network. The man oh, behind Drew the man. Well, Drew Adams action tomorrow night. So I'm excited okay. for that. Drew's Ooh. awesome. I love Drew. There you go. There you go. You And Chelsea, I ordered it online last week. So... Hopefully it'll be here by the 13th, but they say it's uh, the, here's, here's how the, the, the state does you good, Brent. They tell you uh, delivery is uh, between two and five weeks. Yep. So like it might be there, but you know, we might be spending a bunch of money to go to Orlando and watch her team play volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I had to do the the drive up to Chicago to get your to get a passport because I waited too long and I was really nervous about the the time window that they said that they would mail it to me. So I had to hike on up to to the Windy City and get it done. I, I did get a text about uh, workouts today. Okay, and all the text said is Aziz is good. <laughs> huh. That's- that's the info I got from workouts today. Okay. Um, I think I can confirm that as well. Uh, I wasn't there, but I can confirm that is easy. I, I watched, yeah, I watched him play. Yeah. I I think that Wes also confirmed that Aziz is good. Uh yeah. Deanna Kentucky but, does that too. Like if, if she was born in Kentucky, we would just drive to uh Frankfurt and we would have it. And then we could stop at Bucky's on the way back and life would be good. Uh, but that's not how it works. Boom. There we go. Um, anything else basketball wise? Uh, just good to have everyone on campus and the, it looks like the size is legitimate. Um, honestly, that, big. in that picture, Jamil looks like taller than I think people were probably imagining him to be, but six, sure, ten, like, six, nine, six, six, ten. Like he's a big boy. Can't, can't judge I, everything from a picture, but yeah. I remember how big he was in that game. The, the two temple games. He, he oh was my gosh! Confirmed large beast. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definite beast. And and when you were off air, Chad, I, I was telling. I, I mean, Jizzle looks. Jizzle looked chiseled. 
How about that? He's, he's, I mean, yeah, this, his, his pedigree is good. Yeah. It ain't, it's, it's, let's, let's just say he's got a little edge, you know, little, little edge. He's got a little him. edge to him. Yeah. He's got a little edge there, to him. There you go. There you go. Maybe, um, maybe we can nickname him Edge and see if it sticks. Wow. That, that might be copyrighted. Very, it'd be very original. Very original. <laughs> might be copyrighted, <laughs> but we'll see what we can do. By his dad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like Jizzle's probably already a nickname, considering his that's not his parents' name. Yeah, but he's already we like we got to give nickname to the nickname. Yeah, his, his, yeah. Well, so we'll do it. Um, with a name like Victor Jizzle, locked in. <laughs> with a name like Jizzle, I don't think you have to do anything. It's done. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> not getting us canceled tonight yes yeah, that's loaded very loaded but anyway they were at mio's oh, look looked like they, it was some tasty food there as well so just I, i'm just happy to see everyone on campus um hopefully yep. as as more info <laughs> goes in, uh we'll, we'll have to see but anyway um no more basketball we can go ahead and time stamp it and, and head on into the uh BBP mailbag, baby. Quick Paper Supply. They provide mostly disposable restaurant supplies to so products like to-go containers, cups, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. Uh, hold on. My sister is texting me. Okay. Try to, try to get her in, in here for yo, Adrian. Uh, pizza boxes, to-go bags, can liners, napkins, etc. They've been open since 2009. One of the largest minority-owned companies in the city. They provide a wide range of food service products. They also have cleaning and restroom supplies for all your janitorial needs. Call Nick, 513-470-2029 and reference Bearcats for 20% off your first month of purchases. Boom, baby. So there you go. Well, Chad, real quick before we Eric, hop can into you send it. that link to her, send that invite to her again. Sure. Chad, you want to talk about that that uh, Reds and Reigns real quick while we wait? Yeah. Um, June 24th, uh, Reds and Reigns. Go to the Cincy Reigns Twitter feed or the Cincy Reigns. I, I believe it's on the website. Um, and get your tickets. We're going to meet up at the Holy Grail. I'm working on uh, maybe doing something. The game starts at four. Maybe do a little. Uh, are you guys going to come? You guys thinking about joining us June 24th? Uh, I got to look at the calendar, but possibly. I think I'm doing a golf outing that day, but we'll see. Okay. I'll be Ryan? doing a Brent. I will be at Nate Meyer's wedding. Hey, baby. That'll be a good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm, oh, boy. Um, nothing. I was gonna ask if there's gonna be free oil checks, but it's inappropriate. <laughs> well, you you asked it anyways, did you? I just I said what I was gonna do, not that I did it. Just what I was gonna do. Um, but I, I'm thinking maybe maybe a little BCJ event at the Holy Grail first. And then everybody head over to the game. Uh, Got to work on that with my guys at the Grail. But uh, 
we're making it a BCJ outing. So if you're a BCJ member, get your tickets. Reds and Reigns, uh, June 24th. And the Reds are actually kind of good. So they don't stink. Yeah, third place. I mean, it's it's the middle of it's it's, it's the end of May, and uh, they're kind of hanging around. And I'm going to guess by June 24th, Ellie De La Cruz is going to be in the show, and oh, that will be worth the price of admission. Hopefully by Friday, right? There's some speculation. I mean, around potentially, there. yeah. Um. So yeah, Reds and Reigns, uh, get that going, and uh. Did you resend, Aaron? I sent to both emails. Um, also, the, the the Reds are up nine to three right now in yeah. Boston. What are oh. we doing? The Reds are up the radio. Unbelievable! Oh, Boom. there was a there was a pinch hit grand slam from the looks of it. Barrera, what? No, Barrera. I thought it was. He started and yeah. left. Oh, is that how is that how it went? No, Friedel started. Oh, he, he left with a hamstring. That's what it was. I got radio Friday. I don't know if he well, he also had a walk, so I don't know which order it came in. But um, anyway, uh, I guess we'll just get going until she shows up because I don't know that people want to hear us filibuster with Reds talk any longer. <laughs> uh, not on this show, anyway. Yeah, Ellie De La Cruz had a, a walk-off homer tonight for the bats. What are we doing? Why is he even still down there? God, don't even get <laughs> This is why if I go to the event for the Cincy Reigns, I will not be stepping foot inside that stadium. I'm still on strike against the team. Ellie De La Cruz. I mean, he's pretty dang good. She should be here in just a second. I guess we could put up the, uh, the read. And hope that she gets here in time. Like, hope, hope, hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, I just told her get in here. We're ready. She's blaming uh, it on you. On me? Yeah. I sent the invite to her forty-five minutes ago. I know. She said she I texted you it. after I. That's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> the timestamp is in the forwarded email that I just resent. <laughs> She's definitely related to you if I'm getting thrown under the bus for this shit. <laughs> Yo, Adrian is brought to you by Low Miller Real Estate. My sister, Adrian Henson. Free home evaluations, 859-444-8159. If you're looking for real estate in Northern Kentucky, she also has uh, business associates that they work with in Ohio and Southern Indiana, Southeastern Indiana. So get in contact. She will get you taken care of for all of your home owning uh, potential needs. You can find her at A. Henson at Low Miller Real Estate, L-O-H-M-I-L-L-E-R realestate.com or Adrian L. Henson at iCloud.com. I don't think she understands what hurry means. Just like the cruise hit the gritty on the way to home plate. It's awesome. Call him up already. Again, I have to to reaffirm my BSN stance. I'm looking at these pictures. These look like shirts that they just 
literally printed the Jordan logo. <laughs> just zoom in on it. It literally just looks like they took the the shit they had before, where they used to print print the Under Armour on it on the last step before giving it out to us, and just putting it with the Jordan logo. It they're the same shirts. Oh my god! See, that's why I like. It's cool, but it's gonna get cooler, people. That's all I'm gonna say. There we go. <laughs> Just let the magic happen. That's all. Gotta let wait. the magic happen. All right. All right. Let's well, go. We'll we'll get to her when she gets here. In typical Brendel fashion, she thinks that the world is working on her schedule. I do not <laughs> ever think that the world is working on my schedule. <laughs> I have yelled at you numerous times to start these rooms before 7.59. What time was it ready today? You have done a much better job. That's why I haven't yelled at you for it. Moving on. (laughs) Opening up the football portion of the mailbag. Uh, Who is the one player since 2007 each of you think should have made the NFL that did not and by made the NFL? I mean more than a camp invite. They need to have been on a roster for at least – uh, one full season to have made it in terms of this question. Hmm. Marty. Yeah, but that wasn't overly surprising, unfortunately. Marty was a little self-destructive. Like he ended up not he on, lived his, in a, not on he lived in a in his car, car for two years, right? Yeah. Like I, so I, I wish I could say I was shocked. That yeah, that wasn't the question. But that the wasn't. question is why? Who were you surprised by? I, I wasn't just, surprised that Marty didn't make it. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I just felt like he should have. I agree. I, I he should have. He was talented enough to be, at worst, a really really good return man in the NFL, and it didn't happen. I mean, oh, at worst. He, at worst, he'd be a five or a six receiver, right? Right. Yeah. Armand Benz. Yeah, Benz made it for a little while, though, didn't he? I mean, he like he was on the Dolphins. I, like, but I don't think he ever really like. They they still play in the NFL, too. don't they? Well, I mean, that, Marty played in the NFL technically, but yeah, he was with the Eagles, I think. Yeah. And the the, um, well, the the Rams, I think, is who. I thought Cortez yeah. brought in. Would have a better NFL like niche carved out for him. Yeah, like Cope ended up being the guy that I thought Cortez was going to be. Yeah, I thought they were going to both be like that. Yeah, I did is too. He, is he completely like, out? Cortez, I think yeah. so. Huh. I think so. Maybe uh, Wiggins. He's, yeah, he's Wig on. didn't catch on like. But again, you go through. Um, he I got think the card last Cardinals year. Yeah. Him, yeah, yeah. Um, you go yeah, through double. Crazy. You know, you go through the knee issues that he had. You worry. You worry big time. What? What about Pike? That was. I mean, he was. He was a backup quarterback. He started a couple games. Like he made it. His elbow just was. Yeah. Shredded. Right. So anyone yeah. anyone you can think of, Brian? I mean, I 
I thought Jarrell and Perry were good enough to like get invites and get and get chances to make teams. Perry and again, been, and both of them so small. I know, but I I would have loved to see what they could have done. Just the sheer amount of playmaking they made in college football. Um, I just would have thought. Um, I just wanted to. I just would have been curious to see what they would have done with like a camp invite hmm. or like a undrafted free agent. As I think both of them would have made a lot of plays and made it hard for them to stay off at least a practice squad. Uh, Mike says that uh, Cortez was in Buffalo last year on the practice squad, so still hanging around. Maybe like yeah. Jeff Luke. Yeah, that one was a little surprising. He had more of the measurables; like he was a big physical dude. Like, didn't he get tried to fullback? Yeah, I think I think for a little while, like the like Dolphins H-back. for a little bit. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was you talk about a dude with guns. Jeff Luke had guns like the the twenty four inch pythons. Wow. <laughs> Jeff Luke was loaded. Ryan, great story. Jeff Luke, or not Jeff Luke? Um, Blair, Blair, uh, cool. Dewan Blair's brother. What the hell was his first yeah. name? Yeah. Um, Blair's, yeah. Um, somebody remembers, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I was the first game of the season. You know, remember Dewan Blair played, played for Pitt, played in the NBA for a while. Um, no. first game Greg, of the season, I'm Greg Blair, right? Greg Blair, yeah, Greg. Uh, I'm walking behind the team to go like to the other side to take pictures. And it's a night game, and the lights are shining, like, and hit off of Dewan Blair's Rolex and literally almost blinded me walking past, like, where the, the friends and family sit, like, right, uh-huh. right behind the, the, the bleachers. I'm like, the hell, like, <laughs> literally, like, the, the, the reflection of it. I was like, what the hell is that? And I looked over, and there's Greg Blair with a giant Rolex. Yeah, CFL doesn't count. Caleros wasn't in the NFL very long. That's that's fair. That's fair. Uh, my sister's here. Do we do you want do we want to sneak in Yo Adrian now and then we'll go back to the football? Sure, that's not a problem. Hi, hi guys. Hey, what's Is it up? Aaron's fault? I don't know. I must have been having technical difficulties tonight. <laughs> <It happens. laughs> Sorry, guys. Hi, Gals. Kelsey's waving. She has to come in whenever Ann Adrian comes on. There's Audrey. Adrian wants you to come over for a weekend. Okay. Okay, good. Okay. Guys, we're having a party. My daughter's going over to Adrian's for the weekend. Okay. I don't know when. <laughs> your marriage license. Okay, cool. They found our marriage license. I don't know what good that's going to do us, but we found it. Um... All right, yo, Adrian. Uh, I didn't like the question because I don't think she's going to know this one. Well, there's three questions, and I picked out okay. the best one because I'm in charge of this segment. Chad keeps trying to All take right. control of this segment. And keep <laughs> telling him that he is not in control. Jesus. <laughs> yo, Adrian. What is the time Chad got in the most trouble by your parents? <laughs> and that comes courtesy of Bearcat Nation 11. Thanks for the question. I don't know. Um, 
Chad got in the most trouble by my parents. Um, you want to hear about when Adrian got in the most trouble by our parents? I don't think that's the name of this segment. Yo, Chad. It's Yo, Adrian. It's when she, when, it's when she drove a tractor into the house. <laughs> no, Chad, he was pretty good. He was um, he was the perfect child, if you ask him. <laughs> um, I think surprise uh, me at all. Yeah, I think a lot of times um, he would get in a in trouble by picking on me um that was that was pretty much the most of the trouble that i thought he got into unless he did some things behind the scene that i didn't know about as a kid um but between him and my other brother nate they both were uh always antagonizing me i didn't really get in trouble until i was like a little older so that would have like missed her like, you know, like 18 to 22, 23, I got in more trouble than I did when I was when I was young because I was pretty good when I was young. And then I got out into the world and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better. So for a while, my uncle worked in like the uh, court system. And I got in trouble for something one night and ended up, you know, having to do the court TV in the morning. And you show up at court TV in the morning and your uncle is standing there on the other end of the, the monitor uh, next to the judge. And you're like, oh, boy, this isn't going to go well. <laughs> that would probably when Chad got in the most trouble by his parents. Yeah. So there you go. There was things that I was probably left out in the dark about because they didn't want me knowing so I could do the same thing he did. Well, you're what? Six years younger than me? Yeah. So, you know, when I was 18, she was 12. Like, they weren't exactly going to be letting Adrian know the dumb shit that her big brother got into uh, out in the real world. Which is for the best. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that is going to wrap up another episode of Yo Adrian. Thanks Yo, for making Adrian. it to the Adrian. show. Yeah, Give your your sales pitch. Let's go. So, um, same same spiel. Um, if you know anybody that's in the market um, to buy or sell right now, um, now's a really good time. They actually just um, started to talk about getting the interest rates lowered back down this week. Um, so I'm hoping that with, you know, with everything that was going on last week, um, they'll come to an agreement Wednesday and, uh, we'll get some of this debt ceiling, um, you know, all that taken care of for the rates to come back down and, um, people will be able to afford a little bit more home again and, and, uh, the sellers will get the most for their homes. When, when are the prices going to come down? Forget, I don't, I don't care about the interest rate. I want to not pay $250,000 for a $187,000 house. Well, unfortunately, that's, that's just the name of the game right now. And I don't foresee um, the prices of homes coming down too much. Um, you know, when when the rates come down, that, you know, that tends to help help level things out. But as far as right now, I don't foresee the prices of homes coming down anytime soon. Do you look at houses now and go, that is not a $250,000 house. 
that is a hundred and eighty seven thousand dollar house yeah um, i do that every time i look you know a buy level <laughs> you know five seven years ago a buy level was going for 150,000 now you've got buy levels going for 250 you no, know it's not just 250,000 houses no but um but you know when supply and demand when you don't have enough supply of something that's what happens so um right now the inventory we we still have a shortage on that so you know if if you want to sell your home and make make you know max the max amount you absolutely can but you might be waiting a little while to buy your next one so call adrian she'll get you taken care of <laughs> boom baby there you go Yo, thanks, adrian. Right, adrian. thanks guys thanks, see you next you week. have a good day you too, you too. Well, it's, it's night it's night, night. <laughs> <laughs> love you bye bye chad <laughs> there we go yo adrian all right uh the second question in the football portion of the mailbag some vegas betting sites raised the over under on bearcats wins last week to five and a half from the previously published four and a half where did each of you stand at five and a half odds move for two reasons number one all betters are betting in one direction and in this case the over four and a half so they moved the line up or two the or and two i suppose uh the book takes notice of roster improvement, injuries, et cetera, and independently adjusts the line. In this case, Sat has added some studs and needed spots since the four and a half total came out. I'm, I'm think, still over five and a half. I was going to say, I think you and Ryan kind of spoke on this earlier, but. Yeah. I'm I probably would bet five and a half too. 24-7, one of the guys at 24-7 sent me a thing today. And I said, look, I like – they were asking, like, what what is your prediction? And I said, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked by eight and four. I wouldn't be shocked by four and eight. It's the same thing I've said all along. There's so many coin flip games that I'm not comfortable predicting anything. I guess I, I guess I don't think they're coin flip games yet. I just think that there's so many question marks up and down this roster that we don't know what we have. We you don't know what you don't know, right? So we until we've seen this group. In yeah. camp, there, there's a lot of great things on paper with some of the additions that you've put in here. But until you've seen them, even in camp, a lot of these guys have not even practiced together. Yeah, it's fair. But um, two-part question. If Marcus Freeman, Defoe, James Hudson, and Wiggins all stayed one more year, what's your prediction on the Cotton Bowl score? Now, same situation, but you can also add Ryan Royer, but he now has 419.40 speed. <laughs> I, um, I, mean, I think Alabama, none of them are. I think it's like, a lineman. Look, if we're being I honest, it, I think, Alabama I think was just better. A, yeah, I think we might gain like three to seven points and maybe, I, maybe hold them. It'd probably change by anywhere from what do we lose by? What was the final score? 31 6 or I think it I was 27 6. None of those I guys think, none of those guys were gonna stop the run. Yeah, I, I think I don't think the deficiencies were on three defense. To seven, three to seven points though. Twenty seven six, yeah. No, twenty seven thirteen. 
Oh, oh, you think the the adjusted score would be twenty seven thirteen? Yeah. Um, I don't think the deficiencies were on defense. I think the deficiencies were on offense. I think you I need think, to come I up with offensive players. D- I mean, Alabama ran right sure. down the throat. James yeah. James and Hudson I, addition I is believe, good. Yeah, I my my I couldn't say sorry. You're fine. I, I guess my point is, if you add those guys in your secondary, that's still not stopping the run. I I would want something that can help Fair. you put points on the board. I think that's where they struggled was in the red zone. Sure. You have Alec Pierce open, and you missed Alec Pierce. Like the the guys knocking balls down at the line, I think hurt yeah. this team more than even the run. Not being able yeah. to stop the run did. Des didn't have any time. Take, I think you would you need to take our. All star 2017 through 2022 O line yeah. to make a difference. We need like a Garrett Campbell. We need HUD. We need who else was? I'm drawing a blank on our guards. I'm trying to think who would be. Throw, I mean, throw Mets, throw Mets in there just on the size. Maybe, like, maybe Ren, Renfro in at center and and scoot Campbell out to one of the guards. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, I mean the because I everyone wanted Des to keep taking take some deep shots because that's what the the Alabama defense was susceptible to because their secondary was young, but they just never had enough time. If 419-40 Ryan Royer is on the team, I, I hope he's playing offense. Yeah, just fly routes all day. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just, or screens. Just let me run. Gonna break a couple. Gosh. Ah, had that well, at, had that at fullback. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> the quickest ISO block in the history of football. Just that collision is. That's a high-speed <laughs> crash right there. Yep. All right. Uh, and the last question in the football portion of the mailbag. How I did like the this one, Royer. How did the introductions go when you had teammates join you? Would it be announced before slash after lifting and practice? Like, how was Boyd edition handled? What? Like, like a, when a trans, like a, a Dino Boyd comes in late, Right before camp, like how does how is that handled within the team? Like, hey everybody, uh, this mainly, guy's coming in to be your starting left tackle. <laughs> it's it'd be like mainly position based, and then like lift group based, and then they just go about their business of practice. I thought they were saying Boyd about Tyler Boyd because he came back to the Bengals or something to practice. It's <laughs> like, what the? I didn't understand. <laughs> yeah. I imagine Fickle didn't bring solo players up in front of the whole team and say, this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Say hi. Like Brady Brady, be like, this is so-and-so. He's a fucking stud. So give him a good Bearcat welcome. And uh, let's go fucking lift. <laughs> that's, about, that's about all it would be. Gosh, Brady. Oh, I was That was a good Brady. That was a good Brady. That was a good Brady. Royer, you're going against him in the rope fight. And then he just proceeds to just tear me a new ass and just destroy me. Jerome? That was like his first lift, I'm pretty sure, on the team. Like, they're like, let's give him Royer for the rope fight. And he just destroyed me. Were you like, oh, this guy's pretty fucking strong. Well, because I don't know if he didn't like know what he was doing, but it was like, 
about like the first three seconds, it was like a good battle, and then it was just like he was he became possessed, and it was literally over in half a second. <laughs> he was and toying with you. The best part was then after that he went to go. He just like proceeded to just like deadlift six plates, like conventional deadlift, <laughs> and just like look like look around like like he had no idea what was going on, what he was doing, if it was good. There was not a lot of effort in it. It was just like, all right, this guy is an absolute freak. So I don't feel he, as bad. He different. <laughs> he different. He was looking around wondering why everybody else wasn't doing that. He came from Alabama. <laughs> right. It's like me, me and Danny Felino just looked at each other like, holy shit. <laughs> like we didn't even, we're like, well, man, you probably aren't going to win rope fights against those like those, <laughs> those guys like that. So. Back to your back to your business now. All right, that's the uh, end of the football portion of the mailbag. Moving on to the basketball portion. Uh, number one, everyone on campus and working out today. And yes. two, assuming he makes no announcement between now and tonight, an educated guess on whether or not Julian Phillips stays in the draft. My sources are torn on Phillips. Some think he's he's definitely staying in. Some think there's a very good chance he's coming back. So. I don't know which side to believe. It's not often that they um, that there are two different sides to this, uh, but you know, um, we'll see. If I had to guess, he stays in the draft. But there is there is a glimmer of hope that he could come back. That's my guess. I also don't know if there's enough uh, in the reserve after their four portal additions to add another top of the roster, maybe your best player the second he steps on campus type uh, guy in the transfer portal. But that's just my, you know, thought process on the situation. There hasn't been like in inside the ropes, there hasn't been a lot of Julian Phillips talk uh in terms of like like let's just compare it to like aziz and Seamus and cj there was definitely a lot more buzz about them being transfer portal targets one of these so. things is not like the other right generally if something's happening there's a lot of buzz around it we don't have that yet yet maybe we do all right uh, update your current grade scale of 1 to 10 with 10 being best for the work done by Wes and Coach Satterfield going into the 23-24 season. Brent, we'll start with you. What you got? Uh, what is the question again? Sorry. Update your current grade on a scale of 1 to 10 with 10 it's being right there the at the bottom of the screen. For the work done by Wes and Coach Sat going into the 23-24 season. Um, I mean, I think uh, – I, I think we did this last last week, right? Give uh give West A minuses. So scale one to ten. I think that's an eight point five nine um for Wes. Uh eight point five to nine, yeah. Uh Coach Sat, I think he's done a hell of a job with just the work being done. Now it's seeing how that work actually looks on paper. So I'll give him a seven point five to eight. Seven point five. Ryan, Ryan, what you got? I got a 9.0, um, 
you know, rookie score, rookie score for West. Rookie score, and baby. This rookie rookie score. score. I'm on. I'm on two Portnoy shoutouts today. Um, right. And then I'm going seven point eight for Satterfield. Okay. Chad. Chad. Oh, he is muted. Um, didn't see it with the uh, the banner pulled up at the bottom. Um, I'm going to give Satterfield a seven, uh, even. Um, I'm not worried about rookie scores or anything like that. But uh, only because I wanted to see more offensive line work done at some point. Um, I'm very concerned about that room. Um, obviously, I've, I've already voiced on this podcast concern about the tight end room, but there were efforts made there. Um, just with the you can't predict an injury. Um, so that's that's my issue there. Um, but just the offensive line is still a very large question mark. Mm-hmm. Um, for Wes, I'll give him a nine. Um, I, I obviously, again, I've, I've voiced on this podcast that I have concerns at the point guard position, but, um, that said, I don't know that the answer is not already on the roster. Um, right. They address point guard on this right. roster. Right. We just don't know if it's good enough yet. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I think nine is about solid. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always room no, I, for improvement, but sure. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, they knew point guard was yeah. something that had to be addressed. Just you're you're dealing with two guys that aren't really. I mean, I guess technically, Day Day is transfer portal because he's JUCO, right? But we've never seen either. You know, how many times do we have to talk about the same thing? We've never seen either of these guys dribble a basketball Play at this level at the Division One level, much less at the absolute highest level of the sport in the Big 12. Right. What, what are your scores, though, Chad? Yep. Uh, I would go an eight for Satterfield. I, I think they went out in the portal and, and exceeded expectations in terms of addressing these are the obvious concerns. Uh, these are the areas that we need to address. I mean, I think it's easy to kind of forget that, like, Trevor Radosevich and Luke Kandra were part of this overhaul. And those are probably going to be your two starting guards. And you went out and, and you got Philip Wilder, who right now is projecting to be your starting right tackle. And maybe the Buford kid from Kentucky is your starting left tackle. Or the starting right tackle and Wilder's your starting left tackle. Like, we'll see what that looks like when we get to higher ground uh, in terms of how that, that setup looks. So... Um, wide receiver, they did it like you said, they they tried to address tight end, and then the kid they brought in blows out his knee in the spring. That's not the coach's fault. Like that's they they tried to do what they were supposed to do. They're addressing depth in the defensive backfield. They they added top of the roster guys at linebacker and rush end, uh, in Dorian Jones and Dan Greziak. Like they did everything that they were like tasked with doing. Now we find out how it works. I would give Wes a nine because I thought the, you know, the, the feeling was they needed to add three top of the roster guys. They added three top of the roster guys and then went out and added the best player that they got in the transfer portal uh, after that. So now your roster has four guys at the top of the roster that were added 
uh, and they didn't go out and add filler. Like they went out and added guys that are expected to be in your top seven. Uh, so I think both both handled things really well. So uh, I think there's a level of satisfaction there, at least from an off-season standpoint. Now we find out, are there waivers that get approved? Are there injuries that are avoided from guys that have been injury-prone? You know, they took some risks to get to those high scores. You don't find out if those risks pay off until, you know, the season starts. Agreed. Uh, and the last question, the uh, basketball portion of the mailbag, who was the other player that you didn't have time to tell in your EYBL review? I think they're talking about the uh, first night. Yeah, Billy Richmond, uh, who plays for uh, the New Jersey Scholars, goes to Camden High School. Um, he's a guy that's in, like, the, the top 75 range. If he's the dude that I saw this weekend, that dude's a five-star. Now, if he's a five-star, he probably ends up at Kentucky. I don't know if how – Die hard, everybody is into the basketball recruiting scene, but New Jersey Scholars, Camden High School, that is the home of uh, uh, the kid that went to Kentucky that's like top three in the class, uh, Wagner. DJ Wagner. Um, DJ Wagner, yeah. Uh, so if, if Kentucky wants him and he's good enough, they can probably go get him. If what I saw this weekend was the real deal, he's good enough. Um, so we'll kind of see like where that plays out. But I do think that's a name that Cincinnati's done some work on. They have on their radar, although it might be a Louisville, Kentucky fight again for uh, the kids from Camden High School, which Kentucky won that battle in the previous cycle. So. Um, but that he he was really impressive. Like that's a guy. That's what I was trying to say at the end of that show before my internet kept cutting out. Yeah, like Berg Berg would maybe have a heart attack if they landed Billy Richmond because Billy Richmond over the three games that I saw him uh, in the EYBL in Memphis tried to dunk on everyone with no regard for anyone's life. Like he he just he would catch the ball on the wing, swipe through, and just straight to the rim and try to bang on anybody in the West. So he was Sean Kemp. Uh, like, kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's not physically built like Sean Kemp, but, like, the mentality of, like, I am getting to that rim and I'm going to try to put you through the hole with this basketball as I do it. He was in Olympics. Olympics Vince Carter. <laughs> well, and, like, and like the, the crazy – like, the, here's how you kind of know – is there the second game of the weekend? He got in foul trouble, so they were kind of having to sub him in and out to save him from himself. And every time he subbed him out, the team fell apart, and the opponent went on like a six-zero run. And they would put him back in, and then it would stabilize, and it would be a close game. And then they'd have to take him out because he picked up another foul. And all of a sudden, they'd be down ten. They put him back in. <laughs> And he dunk on two people, and you're just like Jesus, man. Like they can't function without this dude on the floor. So yeah, That's it was fun. Billy Richmond. He, he was so fun to watch. And and no relation to Mitch. I don't believe so. He did not play like Mitch Richmond at all. No, he played Mitch more Richmond like Sean a... Kemp. <laughs> no. oh, Sean, 
Sean Kemp's got like 24 kids out there. So he, he might be Sean Kemp. <laughs> he might be. All right. And uh, the last portion of the mailbag, uh, the Banks portion. With the announcement that EA College Football 24 is getting player names through their new licensing NIL deal, which features are you hoping will be in the new game next summer? What new features should be added to adjust for the last 10 years, i.e. Transfer Portal, which, by the way, is already announced that it's going to be in the game. So that I will mean, not be Transfer a, Portal and NIL are the two biggest changes. I don't know how you run the NIL, though, because technically colleges – well, but colleges aren't involved oh, with the NIL. I know. You're so gonna as have a coach, to, you're going to you're the coach, you're gonna have to build a collective. You're going to have to, <laughs> like, it um, has to be part of it. Sure, yeah. but I, I don't know how you how you do that. That's, the, I guess, where the question marks lie. Yeah. Um, Maybe like a percentage thing, like how much percentage are you going to give to NIL? How much are you going to give to the transfer portal, coaching-wise yeah, and I mean, resource-wise? Yeah, there will probably be a way to like your as you continue to win, you get more money into your NIL collective and different yeah. things of that nature. Um, but you can't just come out as a middling team that's ranked a C plus with a banging NIL that's buying up all the players unless it's right. like set on easy or you're gonna have to. There's there would need to be a way for you to like build your NIL. Maybe that's one of the features that you can toggle on and off if it's glitchy yeah. or weird or too random. Who knows? Um, but I, I agree. I think those would be – the transfer portal as well would be one of those where it, it's like back in the day. I don't I don't know if any of you guys played um, not the – not Madden, but the other – the 2K football game. Um, I yeah. know I was playing a season once upon a time on the 2K football game, and Peyton Manning just retired to go be like – another sports player and he was in like year five at that point or something like that it's just like what, what you can't pull an andrew luck before andrew luck even happens and you're right, right, right. Like, what are you doing <laughs> uh so i guess with the transfer portal you could run into that though too where you're just like you think you're trucking along and all of a sudden your star quarterback is gone yeah. you better hope that you have somebody in There's the going to have to be some level of what we've randomness. always talked about recruiting your own players. Yeah. Like, like, did you ignore your guy? And now you, because you ignored your star player, like now he wants to go be the star player somewhere else. Like there's going to be, have to be something in season that is like, uh, you know, a, a calming influence on your roster. But you also can't be, and I wonder if they'll even play into I doubt they play into this at all, but you can't be like tampering with somebody else's roster. I mean, well, no, but I like, I think what's interesting, Aaron, like if we're really going to like, like do this thing, like, right. Is you know how you create video game statistics. Mm -hmm. And, and then like, like if you try to build up like a, an Akron and your quarterback has 4,500 yards passing 1200 yards rushing, is All of gone? a sudden, he's the biggest target, like the biggest fish in the pond because he finished, you know, he's a sophomore that finished fourth in the Heisman voting. And you have no chance, like, how do you keep him at Akron? Well, how does the school keep you as a coach at that point, though, right? Sure. Now, all of a sudden, are you building up the school or are you building up you as a coach? Right. Which will be interesting to see. But now I'm taking that, I'm getting the hell out of here. If right. I'm the coach of Akron because I know my <laughs> quarterback's going to transfer. So what am I doing? I'm taking the Tennessee job and bringing the quarterback with me. Yeah, yeah. 
I, you know, it would be fun, but I doubt they'll ever do it. It would be like a career mode where, like, you know, you're the star quarterback, and, and then, but you can actually like roam around campus and like go to parties and stuff. I mean, that's just. I mean, yeah, that's be fun. No, <laughs> that's not good. Nothing, that's not nothing good. that the NCAA endorses would would they put their stamp of approval on that? I think it'd be a fun, fun GTA side, simulator. Side yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. You get into like as soon as you hit like February, <laughs> it's the it's the dude walking down the street at the beginning of GTA. Like here we go again. <laughs> I think it'd be cool if they did like a like a maybe like a a training thing where you could like tr- go through like weights or like different like trainings. They could do like little mini games with that, kind of like how yeah. they did practice, or maybe. Yeah. Um, Bring oh, back no, the mini games that Madden they do that on. They do that on NBA 2K. So I think mm. that would be an easy integration if you were truly yeah. building out like a. It depends on what mode they want to build out, though, right? Because if they are focusing on franchise dynasty and that, then that's going to be a totally different game than am I 2K where going you're to building do your own my guy. player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they could probably do way more stuff with it now since there's going to be like NIL. There's going to be transfer portal. You can kind of like what is it the my career thing? I don't know how they did like yeah. in two K where you like you talked with the GM, you did like all these different kind of like negotiation stuff, and like right. it, your player like existed outside of the the game and practice field. They well, just, well, like it's like old you heads practice at six a.m. tomorrow. Do you are you sure you want to go to this party? And you're like yes. For, for, for old heads like for old heads like me, I'm more interested in the dynasty version. But if you're trying to recoup money for all the money that you're going to be paying out to the NIL, you almost need to have a my career type option where you can buy something as a player, like as somebody playing the game to to buy coinage of some sort to yeah. build up your player. Um, otherwise, I don't know how they're going to recoup money outside of just the. 70 to whatever dollar amount they end up charging for this game. So we'll see. Um, Rapid fire from skins. Fish fry or starve? I love a good fish fish fry. fry. I'm going to go fish fry. Chad, are you yelling from the other room? No, he's on mute. All right. Um, Rapid fire. Uh, Best internet connections for hotels. Never had too much of a problem at Hilton. Um, best internet connection. Best internet connection in my experience is running a hotspot off your phone. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. Next. Um, because usually you're in a city that has 5G or right. 4G. Right. Uh, red licorice, black licorice, or no licorice? No licorice. Yeah, I'm kind of no licorice, but I, I, I can handle a Twizzler, too. Uh, I was going to ask you, Twizzlers or red vines? Twizzler. You could handle a Twizzler or two? <laughs> That's I'm a, such I'm an a, insane I'm a red, line. <laughs> I'm a red vines guy. I like the, the red licorice red vines. I think those are okay. Okay. great. Uh, question for Ryan: Never have Italian food again, or only fazolis? Ooh. Like <laughs> either, like I only eat fazolis the rest of my life, or I never get or Italian. You can food. Never. No, right. like no, like the the only Italian food that you can have for the rest of your life is fazolis. Oh, 
Um, so, so yes, no Italian food ever again, or just fazolis if you're craving Italian. It's just I don't understand. <laughs> that it's just, what, what's wrong with fish fries? I'm sorry. What's wrong with fish fries? I don't know. I like a good fish fry. We almost I, we almost made it through rapid fire as rapid fire was intended, and here comes. I'm gonna have to go with from the rappers. I'm gonna have to go with only fazolis because it's either nothing or dog shit. Some maybe I'm gonna right. want dog shit every once in a while. If you know of a good fish fry that like that's good shit, like they have fried shrimp, they have fried cod, like a, like a, a good I they do. have hush puppies, like a good fish fry is like that's. We were all on Come board on. with fish fries. We didn't even, okay. we didn't even, none of us second guessed that question. There's yes, internet connection for hotels. No fries. hotel has a good internet connection. They all fucking suck. I said, use your phone as a hotspot. Uh, red licorice, way better than black licorice. And uh, Fazoli's isn't terrible in a pinch. It's better than Olive Garden. Just, just eat in at Fazoli's. You get those buttery breadsticks, baby. Don't and you get unlimited? Water. Either unlimited pizza slices, like a pepperoni pizza slice, or the breadsticks, or was that? No, 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 no way they're doing I, that. I thought that was a thing. You need a whole pizza to yourself. No way. Breadstick. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to mess up the the flow of your uh, rapid fire, but I just didn't had to you? speak out on fish fries. Like fish fries, if you didn't know you? the right place to go, but fish fries. All right. Solid. <laughs> Burning questions. Would you rather always have to speak in rhymes or sing everything you say? So are speak you speaking <laughs> rhymes? I think that's I think that's called rapping. Right. Uh, like I, you just get to like you, you have the skill to rap everything. You get to be Harry Mac. Sign me the fuck up. I've said fuck way too many times this show. You're gonna get us, you're gonna get us docked. Luckily, it's two and a half hours, so the ratio should be good. If it was we only an hour show, I couldn't have said it that many times. I would sure. sing everything I said. We're like in the dog days. There's nothing going on. We <laughs> and we're still, still at two and a half hours. Chopping like... And there's still 45 people here watching this crap. If if I'm a good singer, oh man, I'm singing sweet symphonies to whoever wants to hear, but uh, I I'm good at rhyming. how annoying you'd be. How annoying you would be anytime someone's a business meeting, like you're in a business meeting and you're like either like having to rhyme everything. Right, right. (laughs) They'd be like, they'd be like, hey, hey, did you get that invite for the meeting at 2 30? And they'd be like, yeah, I saw Royers in that, man. I I can't do it with him today. I'll be honest. All he does is just sing. I'm sick. If if he freestyles one more meeting, I'm fucking yeah. quitting this company. I'm out. I mean, it's better than Aaron that just rhymes everything. So I, 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 whatever. Oh, man. Uh, what's um, the creepiest thing you've ever done when you had a crush on somebody? I haven't. I haven't had a crush on anybody since the '90s, so I don't. Re- <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I did anything really. I mean, I'm sure I did, but like, I don't really think I did anything overly creepy. And I literally, be like, before I started dating Kelly, I was coming out of a relationship that was like three and a half years. So, like, I haven't dated anybody since like the mid '90s. I'm sure there were there were times in like high school or college where all yeah, of us, where you did something like, stupid. 
texted or called more than you should have. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Oh, those those sure. days where, you're, where you overthink, you're like, ah. Yeah. You're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And you're like apologizing for texting or something. Well, back stupid. then, there was no texting. All you could do was call with the phone on the wall. Uh, <laughs> some of us were in high school and could text. You just paid a quarter of text or whatever the <laughs> stupid rate was. Right. You had to send something on the beeper. You had to hit the beeper. Ooh. Ooh. I remember that. Like You had to decode it. Yeah, yeah. 80085. <laughs> Is that creepy? Uh, if there was a zombie apocalypse, if there was a zombie apocalypse, let me talk. Which one of your co hosts would die first? Me, easily. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got no toughness. Just I think Aaron has a good whatever. chance of this land out in Athens, kind of isolated. Yeah. 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 Sure. I'm in a de- I'm in a bad spot, man. I'm in the middle. Yeah, of but the you're city. a fighter, Royer. You're a fighter. I know I'm a fighter, and I'm I'm, I'm trying to go out and give me a gun too. So maybe when this when this bonus, yeah, guy. you could be a zombie slayer. Like you would be a zombie slayer. If zombies broke into my house, I would be like, yeah, yeah. you guys fit. I'm calling That's Ryan good. and seeing if he wants to come out and hang out in Athens. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I got you. Have you, hey, have you seen Have you seen uh, Last of Us? Oh yeah, great. You have to build your place like it. like uh like the boy. What's his name? Who the Nick? Uh, the, yeah. the dude from Parks and Rec. Yeah, what's his name in the show? I can't remember. Some simple ass. Is it like Joe or something? Yeah, something like that. It was something simple, but Jeff yes. or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you're saying that yeah. you and that Royer and Aaron would do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not the whole, the not the whole scene of him as like no. that character. But just I just the meant that, inside. I, I was oh. gonna say there's there's just room out here to to build up a, a pretty awesome area. Unreal. I mean, Last of Us, Brent. great show, you. great show. Yeah, um, great game. Yeah, I, like I didn't watch the show. I played the game. The game yeah. was love the show. I think yeah. Who, yeah. yeah, I think I would just try and like make friends with the zombies, and probably wouldn't end well <laughs> for me. Best snacks for a road trip. Sometimes. I'm a combos. I love combos on the road. There you go. Like, combos uh, are good. A, a bag of combos, combos like a uh, like for a gas station, you get a bag of combos. Pretzel yeah. or cracker? Uh, pretzel. I don't yeah. like crack, the cracker crackers combos better at all. I don't Crackers like way better. I like the cracker. I don't like it also. Do you go just um, pretzel and cheese, or you do the pizza one? I always like. I, do, the I like. I like the cheese. I like the pizza. So it just depends on the mood. There's that like a day. jalapeno cheese one. You know, like the, those are tortillas. Cheese. Yeah, those are tortillas, and those are outstanding. <laughs> I'd say sunflower seeds is probably mine. They also have a spicy honey mustard. Jesus, you're That's, the combo god. The combo like, kind I, of I, I, I drive. I'm on the road a lot when I'm the out. Combo the combo connoisseur. I, so I know. I, I love like, combos, but they always the bag is so big, and like yeah, yeah I like, don't. I know. I know. I'm gonna eat all those. I'm just feeling yep. bad about myself. So here's the thing, uh, Royer. Like that's why they're great going. for road trips because you can just sit them in the passenger seat. Like I'm usually almost always alone on the road driving. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to eat a bunch of them. You can just take oh, like. I do though. I do. I, <laughs> I, 
I house those. Oh, I, I eat them all too. So if you bought a bag of combos at like a gas station in like uh, Smyrna, Tennessee, like ten miles down the road, the whole bag of combos is gone. They're gone by Lexington. Gone before Georgia. Oh, they're gone, man. I I love them and I eat them quickly. Yeah, I'm able to like just like like usually I'm able to just have like. 10 at a time and be like, all right, I'll get back to you in like 30 miles. Those, those no Snyder's, survivors. Snyder's pretzel like bits, Bane. things yeah, like the hot buffalo or the uh, um, honey oh, mustard. Yeah, those, those, are those, good. those are good. So what are your opinion on Muddy Buddies? I'm not a big sweets guy when it comes to snacking. I'm not a huge sweets guy. You know what Muddy Buddies are, Aaron? No. They're basically dessert chow. Puppy chow. Yeah. Oh, like, right. So, like, I, the peanut butter and chocolate, I can rock with. The problem is, it's a, like like Ryan's problem with combos. It's a big bag at the gas station. Well, isn't it the, covered in powdered sugar? Yeah, powdered sugar, peanut yeah, butter. I don't and want chocolate. that shit on my hands <laughs> when I'm driving. Bag dump it. Yeah. Bag dumps. You can't see the road for a couple seconds. <laughs> going, oh yeah. Oh, no big deal. Nearly 90 miles That's exhilarating. <laughs> I like I like I like gummies. Your phone like, up there. You're looking at your phone. I, I like gummies too. Yeah, I like gummy gummies too. Be- gummy bears. Just, gummy just oh. got to make sure you make it to different. your destination within two sorry, hours. Sorry, right we're talking about different things. <laughs> gummy bears, gummy worms, gummy. Get, get there within an hour, you'll be yeah. all right. If not, way. <laughs> That's the mailbag. Get us out of here, Brent. <laughs> well, anything else, guys? A nice full no. uh, Memorial Day weekend show. There you go. That's a locked and loaded episode. But Thank you all uh, for being with us for two and a half hours. I thought it was going to be over an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, it never is. It never <laughs> is. But, uh, we hey, have guys. nothing to talk about three hours later. All right, that's it. We didn't even do that segment. I texted you guys. Should we do no, this? No, we segment? didn't. No, we didn't need it. We had yeah. plenty to talk about. Did not need it. But uh of course, as always, special thank you to uh Danco Transmission, special thank you to Yo Adrian, special thank you as well to Quick Paper Supply. Um I missed anyone else. I'm sorry, but special thank you to you too. Uh Drown Smart Night. BC Drown Smart Night. Hopefully some birdies later in the week. Stay locked in BCJ. Obviously, we'll have wall-to-wall coverage, as we always do. But uh, for my guys, my pals, my, my my partners in crimes, that's right. Aaron Smith, Chad, Brendan, Ryan Royer. I am Brent Young. Yet again, another fantastic BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. See it. <laughs>